Fuck! <laughs> I messed that one up. Unsportsmanlike conduct, 15 yards. What up, everybody, and welcome to episode 8 of the Peanut Butter League. We got a very special one this week. It can only happen once a year, but we'll dive into that a little bit later. Week 7 was personally my favorite one yet. I got to whip JT's ass like he's a little baby from the 1960s. We had some big wins we'll talk about. A juggernaut went down, the biggest fraud of the league went down, and one thing remained constant. A shish kebabs win. That beer down the throat is killing me right now. Some players have gone silent, and truth be told, I didn't think it was possible, but some players may be becoming more annoying than I am. We'll dive into all that in this week's episode, but first, the man on the pod today. And let me preface this. To all you who are coming at me, trying to tell me who to have on the pod every week, just sit your little baby bitch balls back and turn the volume up and listen, because I do what I want. The man on the pod today is one that I've recently thrown hate at constantly. He's one who doesn't deserve to be on the pod for a second time, and he thinks he's a little better than he should. We got the one. We got the only. We got the true commissioner of the Peanut Butter League back on the pod for a very special episode. We got the midseason recap we all love to hear, and it's about the only thing that P. Mills is good at in fantasy. So let's dive deep. (laughs) And P. Mills... (laughs) That was a long intro. That was a hard intro. You don't need to introduce yourself because you have already. You've already told these people you fucking stink with no rings. So where do you want to kick this one off? You started the last, you started episode one like intro. So we'll let you kick this one off too. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That was a fucking long one. And also just, you know, you do throw hate at me constantly. I catch more fucking ricochet shots in the other pods. Like, <laughs> You you go talk about how irrelevant I am and how much I suck, but my name is brought up every goddamn podcast because of the fucking argument we had week one. And I think it's a big argument. I think it's a massive argument that kind of holds like it's the biggest, uh, I guess, catalyst of saying like, are you good or not in this league? I feel like that's like one of the biggest things people bring up. I think it holds a lot of weight. Uh it's the question of the pod, right? Are you good or do you suck? Like, it's, yeah. I don't you suck. I mean, that's the, that's the crux of the issue. Yeah. So we've already, I mean, we've already talked about um, how you suck. I've pro- I'm probably going to, I say that I'm 99. I'm right 99% of the time, usually 99.9. Um, maybe I'll retract some things I said. I'm still trying to debate if... You're better than Dakota or Ross. I think that's like one of the hardest questions of all time because they do have a ring, but I do think Dakota's a fraud. Um, Ross sucks. That dude has just totally blown this year up. So that is one thing that I may retract in the future, but I'm I'm not going to yet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you we we'll talk I think in depth about every manager like today. You know, mid mid year recaps. I don't want to give too much away early, but I mean Dakota. Dakota, I, I mean, made some moves like he, you know, he he took advantage of Drew's fucking panic sell 
but so he's, he's a little bit more competitive now. Um, and then, but Ross, my man's Ross brain, just absolutely in a pretzel from the fucking, the, the, the missed playoff finds that he instituted. (laughs) And I mean, yeah, so Ross is completely irrelevant. Uh, before we dive too deep into fantasy from a pod perspective, I'm curious to hear this. You started off. It was only right that, um, you as the commissioner, Chip as co-commish hop on the first episode of the peanut butter league talk i feel like i need to knock this out of the way uh before i even start hearing shit in the group chat uh how do you think people are going to feel uh that you've been on twice before they have i know i'm going to catch i'm going to catch some stray bullets here probably i have people blowing me up every week saying who's on the fucking pod how about you just sit back and listen uh, and wait for the release i didn't realize people were itching to get on so bad that they that they were that they were coming at you like that I mean, I have people asking me, who's on the pod? This Why hasn't this person been on the pod yet? I need to be on the pod. I'm like, guys, you're going to get on at some point. So how do you think, I mean, how do you feel being on the pod for a second time when some people haven't even been on first? Or I once? mean, it's, it's, it's a great honor. I think this wasn't the plan, like at the beginning of the season, but I think it makes sense. This is more of a, a special episode. This isn't like a traditional episode. This is the mid-year recap episode. And I think, you know, no better person to have on than the guy who's been writing mid-year recaps and sending them out to the league unsolicited for the last two seasons. <laughs> than the stat guy himself, baby. Uh, who would you say is a better stat guy, you or JT? Uh, we're different kind of stat guys. JT is actual, like, numbers, like, player-by-player, week-by-week numbers, like, stat guy. Like, he has every fucking stat that you ever would want to know. I'm more of, like, a league historian. Like, I have manager stats and like league, like total season scoring and like rankings and stuff like that. Like I'm more of the overarching historian JT's in the fucking nitty gritty numbers every week. So I think it's good to have both of us. Like he can give you player performance stats and I can give you like manager, you know, career stats. So whose stats are more important? If it came down to you and JT, one person gets booted out of the fucking league because their stats suck. Who do you think would win in a pay-per-view stat fight? Uh, I've already I heard your five rankings. <laughs> the pay-per-view stat fight. Uh, I think I win the pay-per-view stat fight. I mean, I think informing everyone about the history of the league, about the you know the the total wins of managers, given the league rankings. I mean, talk about something that's going to be an electric pod discussion at the end of the year is talking like manager rankings, manager rankings updates, shit like that. Like that is going to be huge. I think that's what adds to the intrigue and what's great about this league, the bragging rights of like my fucking arbitrary ass rankings that I make. (laughs) And it's just like, I started them again, like probably three years ago, just threw together some rankings, like made different, different categories that people were in. And then, you know, it's taken off from there. So. Yeah. And I will say, I think both stats are sick. Um, cause JT has come up with some shit too. We have, yeah. I mean, your stats are awesome. You, we have the spreadsheet to see literally everything that we've ever wanted to see in terms of like history of the league. JT's is like crazy because you can look and see what player is like your MVP of their career. Like how many starts they've had in your lineup and like the rankings there. And I think the main thing why JT has that is because he just starts sucking his thumb to his OBJ stat in his three zeros because that's the only reason he has them. So props to JT. I think both stats are sick. Um, Speaking of that, I think JT was probably sad. That I think, I think, and he'll have to correct us, I'm sure, after the fact, but I think him and OBJ got passed recently by Dakota and Patrick Mahomes. 
I think Dakota really? and Patrick Mahomes are the new bromance of, of fantasy football. And I, I, think he's, I think he's past JT and OBJ now. Do we have that stat anywhere? Can we quickly pull that up? I don't have it anywhere quickly, but JT would be able to give it to you in, you know, five minutes. Bro, hit uh, hit JT up right now and just ask him if he can send that to you so we have this by the end of the pod and props to JT uh, if he gets that over to us. Um, but speaking of stats, so one of the big things, you can get the aggregate rankings up because um, that is one of the big arguments. Uh how do we, I mean, Super Bowls are, you know, weighed pretty heavily in how good you are in the league. Um, but essentially, I think on the aggregate rankings, like me and Drew were tied, like in rankings in terms of like where you're at. I don't agree with that whatsoever. I wouldn't put Drew maybe that far below me, but I'm definitely above Drew. So how do we kind of... Uh, weigh that like how do we is there any way that we can kind of solve that problem because i think anybody as much shit as i talk i think anybody in the league me and drew who i mean drew has wins he's not as shitty as ross or anybody like that he's like one of the guys who always makes playoffs but you can't say that we're tied in the rankings we're similar and i have a super bowl i would say that so yeah so i'll just i'll lay it out for everyone to clear some stuff up about the, the rankings that i put together so the rankings are broken into like three categories it's um, final standing every year, final standing one through 12, like after the playoffs, where do you stand? Um, and then there's regular season standing, you know, where did you stand going into the playoffs? And then there's power ranking, which is essentially like through how, what was your, what was your total points? I mean, that, that's supposed to measure like how many points do you have? They, I'm the first to admit every single statistic, every single like category has shortcomings. Um, so that's why I kind of combine them all together to create an aggregate. Final standing is great because like what you said, it cap it captures like it captures how well you perform in the playoffs. Like if you are like me or Drew and you're a regular season warrior and you fucking suck ass in the playoffs like me and Drew have, then like then you get killed in that final standing category. I mean, like it looks like Drew and I are like sixth and eighth in that final standing category, which would basically be like a team that makes the playoffs and then gets knocked out in the first round. Um but then you have to consider the fact that like the playoffs are a little bit random. And also once you're out of the playoffs, you can, it does once you like anywhere finishing anywhere between five and eight doesn't really matter because everyone just stops paying attention to their team after they're out of the playoffs. So like it would hurt some people more than it should. If you're, if you're rating them low for, you know, let's say they get out of the playoffs and they stop paying attention, they lose their consolation bracket games and they get ranked eight instead of like fifth or something like that. Um, and then regular season standing speaks for itself. But like it, it's obviously it's a measure of how well how good you were throughout the year. But it doesn't capture how well you do in the playoffs. I mean that's why like I'm third in regular season standing, Drew's fourth. But like I said, we're sixth and eighth in the in the playoff standing. Uh, and then power basically just you know how good is like how many points does your team actually put up throughout the year? So it takes out like any any luck, any matchups, any shit like that. Like it's literally just like how many points do you put up over the course of a season? And that's actually where Drew is awesome. Drew's like number two overall in power rankings. That's what puts him up and why he's like tied with you in the overall. Yeah, so yeah, Drew puts up – Drew is number two in the league in, in in terms of like basically where he ranks every year in terms of points. Um, so that's that's why what – Who's number one there? Uh, JT's JT. number one. Yeah. <laughs> 
But then and I mean, but the thing is, is I can't wait, bro, because these stats, and don't get me wrong, as much shit, I love to see JT fail now because we've seen JT as just a juggernaut in the OBJ days. OBJ. But the thing is, is I can't wait for these stats to even out just a little bit because that was such a, like, long run. Like, we literally created a rule from it. We've talked about it before, and I would like to see the stats uh, level out a little bit because he just had such a reign in that little span of time that, like, put him so over the edge on all stats that it'll be interesting to see how long it takes for that to even out a little bit. Yeah, and it's starting to even out in terms of, even already in terms of, like, total record. Um, like I keep total record, like the total record doesn't, doesn't, um, factor into those statistics. Cause then that'd be like double counting for some shit, Yeah. but the total records in there and he has dropped from like number, number two in total win percentage to like number five in total win percentage already this year. No like he's way. Up behind drew you and me this season because he's owned seven. And total win percentage ever. Yeah, total win percentage. So, like, he started the season, like, way up, like, up by Chip. Is- <laughs> I've been waiting for it. And he's dropped. Okay. He's all the way down to number five right now. No way. So, JT's just, I told you guys, I've been saying this shit for years that he was good, but he's not as good as everyone always said. I mean, 0 and 7 would be enough to fuck anybody up. And in, in, in those, if we don't, like, play that many games, the seven game losing streak won't won't fuck up your overall uh, winning percentage. But yeah, he's, he's taking a dive this year for sure. Um, Dude, we're about to just sponsor literally the biggest loser, the biggest loser of the week sponsored by JT. Like that (laughs) dude is just fucking stuck there, dude. The biggest loser of all time this year. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see because he's, you know, he's top of the list by a pretty decent margin in all of these categories like final standing regular season standing power ranking it'll be interesting to see where he what happens to him when he gets a 12th place 12th place 12th place across the board in all three categories if that's how this season finishes and the crazy thing is is has he even because jt is notorious for like gathering picks like he usually he's like a stud and he'll still Mm -hmm. gather picks like for the next year that's why i don't I don't credit his three, his, you know, his dynasty that he had entirely to OBJ because yeah, he had OBJ and OBJ was great, but he was also making moves in those playoff runs. Like he was trading away like stars for picks and still winning the, still winning the championship. And then like the next year he was loaded up with picks. But I will say, and I, I agree with you to an extent, but I will say it's a lot easier to trade maybe a second or third round stud when you have OBJ's, uh, 15th round and you have two first rounders i feel like it does like i agree what you're saying to an extent but i also think it's a little easier to dish a stud for maybe a few people and like keep dishing when you're in that position rather than just saying you know what i'm going to take a risk with this one second round pick that i have it's it's still though like it's a mindset that i don't think anyone's really had like no one in our league ever has a mindset to like one when you're on top like when you're like like this season it's you it's brody you're you're right now you're not like trading guys for picks you're trading yeah. picks for guys and yeah. to be to be him and to be on top and still be trading to guys for picks to prepare for future years like that's just a mindset that no one else and but also like, but also let's fucking think about this because i remember this very vividly is this man in the first few years that we could trade picks 
he was going to just absolutely nubs of brains, dude. He would go to Ross, I remember, and Ross would trade a fucking pick away for a kicker or some shit. Like, and I don't know if that was the exact thing, but I remember being like, what's happening? And I remember JT came to me one time and like the trade he offered was literally like, this was like when we first started trading picks and he was like, you, uh, what did he say? It was something along the lines of like, oh, you give me a third and I'll give you my sixth. And that's only a difference of three rounds. And I'm like, JT, do you understand the fucking two different players that you get in a third? And And like, that's the type of conversations he was having with people that worked. And I do think we've evolved a little bit from there. Well, now we can't make a single trade without a fucking first round pick being involved. Yeah, Uh, the escalation has, has happened quickly. Um, and, and yeah, the league has caught up and I think there was like, that was part of the reason why he dominated is because he was, you know, ahead of his time in the league. Like he understood the value of picks. He understood the value of everybody. And he understood like the value of like waiver pickups and stuff. He'd be someone who, who wouldn't waste a waiver pickup on a defense or a kicker when everyone else was. And then he, we wondered how he always got the good guys in the the waiver. (laughs) (laughs) That is so pathetic, dude. How, uh, That's actually comical when you think about it. We would wonder how we got the good guys. How uh do you remember how long we've been doing? I love what we do now with um the bidding for free agents. I'm in my other league, it's waiver wire. I absolutely hate uh the waiver wire shit. I think bidding makes it fun. I think bidding makes it competitive. Uh, how long when did we vote on that? We've been doing it for a few years now. Yeah, you're actually one who who proposed that rule. Um I think it was probably it might have been the year after you won it 20 2018 maybe uh it was we've been doing it for like three or four years now i'd guess um it's been good i i really liked it um and like like yeah like you said i'm in my work league is a is a just a running waiver wire like same sort of thing that we used to do it's a 16 team league so they had the patience oh. to exercise to fucking <laughs> get from the bottom to the top is insane dude and it's just so like uneventful it's just like you're kind of just like I don't know. I think it's fun. You have to think of like how much, right. who has to pick this player up, who's bidding on him. It doesn't kind of put like knock people out of the running. So I just, yeah, I think the, I hope that one never changes. I don't think that rule ever changed. I think everybody's kind of on the same page there. No, it's way um, more strategic and it's way less random. And that was like, if you got fucked, if you were like the 12th or 11th waiver wire pickup and then like a big time running back got hurt. Yeah. And- guy was available you're like oh well i'm fucked like i'm not getting him you know <laughs> yeah it kind of takes that like chance or not the the luck factor way i feel like to an extent um yeah yeah but yeah what other rules have we come up with i mean people are talking about rules did you see some of the rules in the chat today what the fuck were those people are talking about defenses people are trying to change just everything at this point i'm like what the fuck is going on yeah, we already have a unique defense situation where, like, our defenses are already overvalued compared to, like, the regular fantasy football, like, run-of-the-mill Yahoo, like, de- default scoring because we give 20 points for shutouts as opposed to 10 and, like, 15 points. for as like It's like there's, like, a breakout, and, you know, I think maybe it's 10 points for the next thing. or So we, we give inflated scores already to defenses, and people are throwing out, like, they want to put, you know, we want to get 25 points for a shutout or we want to get – They'll get 20 points even if your team allows a field goal or even if they allow an extra point. And it's like, like, dude, I get that, like, I get the the where you're coming from with these with these arguments, but it just it happens in so few situations. It's not even worth changing. And now that I think about it, I don't even know that you can you might you can change the point values assigned to the different 
uh, the different like buckets of points allowed, but I don't think you can actually change the buckets of points allowed in Yahoo. That's like a standard thing across the oh, board. Oh, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, so that so, that is the thing where that kind of falls off a cliff. Uh, you had Vince in the, literally like right now, I think, in the in the Discord talking about like trying to use real dollars instead of like fake waiver dollars. Oh, fuck's sake, are you serious? <laughs> and that's what I was saying. <laughs> In the news with, that literally exposed. with Monopoly money, got it. This man is just wants cash, dude. Vince just wants cold hard cash. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it's Monopoly money." I'm like, "Dude, you realize the game is called fantasy football? Like, we are not the owners of the fucking like New York Jets. Like, we." <laughs> this man uh, is he still out on treasure? Didn't he come out a while ago? He wanted to be treasurer so bad. Comes with a full notebook, yells at us all, tells us to pay us our fuck our payments, fucking money. We all vote for him. And he's like, I'm out as treasure. I didn't sign up for this. Didn't want to submit the picks. His Vinny Boy, Vince hates this league, dude. To like, I think he actually hates it with his heart and soul. And I actually think he may hate us. <laughs> I think he gets annoyed with us very easily. But like, at the same time, I think he's gotten more, like this Discord thing has really like gotten him back into it. I think now he's like the Discord guy. And that has been a huge like lift. To his spirits and and I think maybe he's even back in on being treasurer now because like, <laughs> he like has in the Discord he runs like a channel just called Dues and he's like the only person who can access it because as like the treasurer yeah. who can post so he loves that type of shit and I think that's like some stuff that makes the Discord fun and makes the group fun and so I think Vinny Boy's back in on being treasurer I'm hoping I I mean he. I feel like at this point, could you? I guess he could quit his treasurer, but I feel like it would have to come to a vote. Like the man can't just fucking quit. Like, yeah, I mean, that's we put in the in the constitution, or like the way I kind of wrote it up was that it's the treasurer can be appointed and removed by a simple majority vote. But I I didn't account for the a treasurer resigning. I didn't think that that would happen. <laughs> but I will say he's been doing a good job. I think the bets. I tried to run the bets for a few weeks, and that shit does get annoying trying to track people down. So I will say, shout out to Vinny for um doing that because he has been crushing it the, the last few weeks and then uh i will say as much as i talk because i do truly think that he can hate us at times uh he has been kind of loading up for next year so i think he's always like guess what because like vince's big thing and shit talk is always like guess what i don't give a shit guess who doesn't give a shit but at the same time like he's like kind of secretly loading up like on picks next year like this man wants to win like i don't think he's fully like out on like wanting yeah. to win I mean, he is absolutely loaded up with picks for next year. I'm just looking let's at it right him. now. Yeah, let's got, hear these. He's got two first-rounders, two second-rounders, two third-rounders. The man is has six picks in the first three rounds. He is. Bro, he he's is, been doing it pretty quietly. Yeah, that's true. Like last, like last year, year, I was telling everybody to fucking yeah. kill themselves and screaming literally to suck my ass and like had all these picks. Like Vince is just hanging out and I think – this man is just going to absolutely lose his shit on all of us if he wins. Because yeah, he's doing and he's not in last, dude. He's not even eleventh. Well, and that's and yeah, we'll get again, we'll get into that with the whole mid-year recap thing. It is just amazing to me that he has three wins. Like his team <laughs> is absolutely beer mile worthy. And it's like he I don't know how he has three wins. Which we still have a lot of ways to go. But you touched on this, and I was sad. Um I didn't touch on this on last week's episode with Kyle. Which it was even, uh, it was brand new when Kyle's episode, um, when it was recorded. So with Vinny, I mean, you were talking about the Discord thing. It's made him feel alive again. Uh, 
Drew actually today said he misses group me. How are you feeling? We're about what a little over a week on, or maybe just around a week on the discord game. Uh, we've moved the communication from group me, which was one little single thread to discord. How we film with discord as the commissioner of the league. Um, how do you feel that's going? I, I love the discord. I, I think the discord is awesome. It can get, a, if you're like not on top of it, it can get a little confusing, but I think that's the point is like it, in the group me, if you weren't on top of it, you would come back to like 150 messages and it was all like, it would cover 35 different topics and you didn't know, like you'd miss stuff because yeah. you weren't going to read all 135 of those messages unless you were like me and just like a maniac and like needs to know what we're talking about. <laughs> or but, me and was in it every second of the day, just all caps screaming. Yeah. Well, like I said, 135 messages, a hundred of those would be you. So it was... <laughs> But but I think the Discord is great where like you can come back and be like, okay, I missed some stuff. But fifty of those messages were about, you know, gambling about college sports, which I don't care about. And then thirty of those messages were shit talk, which is probably just Brody and Chip and Jay Shu fucking yelling at each other. And then it's like, oh, here's ten messages that are about uh, you know, the actual game or about like the like the, the general chat and stuff like that. Like these things I actually didn't know. So you can come back after missing an extended period of time and being like, okay, I can disregard like these two chats and just focus on like the 15 messages that were in this one chat that I actually want to see. Yeah. I think the discord was honestly a game changer. Um, I do think it takes away from some of the shit talking, getting under people's skin because part of the shit talk was literally like, shut the fuck up. There's a million messages. And then I just wouldn't. So I will say that that makes me a little sad. But if I had to choose like a thousand out of a thousand times, I think the Discord game is sick. We have all the different channels. Shit talk, game day. I think it's put together great. Uh, way more organized. And I think it's sick. I really do. Hopefully and it is good. it's good for shit like this where like, so, you know, the, the parlay, a week eight parlay gambling picks, like I can go and just like literally look at what everyone's picks are like, right. Like I just click on a thread, see everyone's picks. And like, then we're, then we're good. Whereas in the old one, it was like, I, you know, if you weren't paying attention, you'd miss someone's picks, like as they sprinkle in the group me throughout the week. And so it's way better at like keeping shit like that organized. And I will say shout out to Vince because this group of people as a whole with all the personalities that we have in this, is probably the hardest group I've ever been a part of to agree on anything. Whether that's a trip, a fucking rule change, like no matter what, this is punishment. Like this is like, we're all really good friends, but like we can't agree on shit. It's the weirdest thing of all time to me. Um, So shout out to Vince because I think this is the only thing that's ever been streamlined in the history of this fucking league. I remember it took years to have to pay like a dollar to like join the league like because no one would. Uh, So shout out to Vince. We've only had one complaint, which I think it came today and that was Drew. Um, So this is the only streamlined thing. But so much for the boring shit. Let's move on to... What, week seven recap? Scores. Biggest winners and losers. So let me pull it up and we'll dive in. So, game number one. We have Chippy, Mr. Co-Commish, coming in with the high score of the week at 150 over Brody, which this was a huge game, uh, and Brody had 137. Probably should have waited to announce that one. That That was the juggernaut game. Uh, <laughs> just the most important 
important game of the week is Chip over Brody, 150 to 137. Next up, we have Mason at uh, just measly 113 wins a win over uh, poor Big Sexy at 109. Uh, Kyle coming in was talking a lot of shit last week, uh, picking up a big dub, 120 over Dakota, biggest fraud in the league, 107. Been saying it for weeks. Dakota's dropped from like second to eighth in a matter of like a few weeks. Knew it was coming. Was waiting for it to come. Dude sucks. Uh, next up, we have P Mills at 148. Only two short. Less, really almost less than two. No, you're about two short of the high score. Uh, and you beat Sam, which is a massive win. Sam's one of the big dogs in the league. Uh, you had 148. It just sucks that you had to waste the 148 week on a 92 because that is a really really stinky score sam that's bad i don't know if you are but he did sam was complaining about buys so he did have a bunch of dudes was, on buys i was gonna talk about that how many times <laughs> did sam fucking say he had four guys on yeah. buys? i can't even believe i like began to forget it like i honestly can't even believe that like it wasn't just like i can't believe i didn't announce this uh preston over sam with five guys on buy 148 to 92 and then we got Vinny Boy. We were just talking about him, 117 to 106. So I got to give props to him. Staying alive a little bit. I mean, 10th only takes eight to get into the playoffs. Uh, 117 over Drew, 106. So that's a big win for him, especially with all the picks that he's getting. So Vince is kind of – I feel like Vince is getting better. It's not just bullshit. He's even from the beginning of the year doing the trade, um, and then this is going to be – the one that I love to say out loud, uh, 121, the Brody Shish Kebab Revenge Tour over my arch nemesis, Troyer Destroyers, at a just shitty 89 points. This man was just begging and pleading for me to not do his own shit with the one-week trades. Literally, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything so pathetic. Uh, and the only other thing that's as pathetic as that is that he doesn't have a win on the season. So um, I think that moves my record to him. I think like four and eleven. I finally got some like good luck. <laughs> so well, one, you, play him, you play him twice a season because you guys are rivals. <laughs> so. Yeah. So that stat. I mean, we talked about earlier. That one might take a little bit to catch up on uh, from all those OBJ days. OBJ. But uh, yeah. So I whipped JT's ass. That one felt so good. One twenty-one to eighty-nine, especially after he complained. So P Mills. You know we got to ask it every week. Who are we got the biggest winners and we got the biggest loser sponsored by JT's Troyer Destroyers. <laughs> we'll start with the biggest winners. Who we got uh biggest winners of the week. All right, I got three biggest winners. I got first myself. Just I wouldn't say it was a must-win situation, but it was definitely a can't lose. Can't lose to Sam with four players on by. Just I know that we make fun of Sam for saying it 70,000 times, but just <laughs> cannot fucking lose to Sam with four players on by. And the thing is, like you said, like it, it ended up not mattering. He could have had his whole fucking lineup, and I just absolutely skull fucked him. So it just it <laughs> not, it did not matter how many players he had on by. Um, second biggest winner, he talked a lot of shit this week, and he backed it up. Kamesh, <laughs> I mean Chip, Chip throwing down one fifty on Brody, um, and I know like twelve points of that came on, or maybe thirteen points of that came on a Kenneth Walker like seventy yard touchdown run at the end of the game. But, I mean, 150 is 150, and dude showed out. And in the, the right week, too, because, you know, you got you to put up points if you're going to beat Brody. Everyone thought Brody was out of that game, 
Like he Brody was way down, and then all of a sudden, like Josh Jacobs, Josh <laughs> Jacobs, lunatic, started going insane. And so it was like everyone's like, "Oh, it, it became a game." I mean, the projections were like dead even going into the fourth quarter of that game um, because Brody was just going insane in that in that afternoon slate, which just shows like you cannot count that man out with that roster, um, bro. Which is true. I. To be completely honest, I barely tuned in to any games this week because I was went to a bachelor party and was so dead and woke up with two tattoos. And I just remember looking at the like shit talk, and then it was literally like Chip was just going nuts, and then all of a sudden I saw one message from him and it was oh shit. And I was like, dude, and I needed as much shit as Chip has been talking. I needed Chip to beat Brody because I think Brody's like the person who I have to actually worry about, like with the league champion thing. Uh, so shout out to Chip, happy you won. But you're literally getting as annoying as I am, which is interesting. <laughs> um, and then my last winner is uh, a little under the radar, but Mason. Uh, Mason getting his hundredth career win. Uh, it was a low scoring affair. Shout out Mace. That's a big one. Shout out Mace for the hundredth career win. Hundredth career win, and I mean it broke a four game losing streak. So that it took him five tries to get his hundredth win, and he finally <laughs> he finally got it. And and he needed it bad because you. If he loses that game, he has the same record as Ross and has actually fewer points than Ross. So he would be like the, you know, probably 11th in the league or some shit like that. I mean, it would have been bad. So, so he needed that win bad and he got it. And it was a missed opportunity for Ross, but I mean, he he got got the points that he needed. This man just loves being at the bottom, bro. There's some people who just can't escape it one way or another. And at least shout out to Mason because at least he'll have his years where, I mean, he won the Super Bowl last year. But fuck, does he love being at the bottom? That's crazy. (laughs) Same record as Ross. Big sexy. Um, Anything else to add in the win call, in the win category? Uh, not really. I mean, ever, obviously everyone who wins, I mean, that's, it's huge every week at this point. Like it's just every win is as the season goes on, every win feels bigger and bigger. Like you feel like you need it more and more, uh, Vince under the radar, like you said, like a win and that pretty much that puts him out of contention for the beer mile. I mean, even I just, there's no way JT wins three games. There's just no chance. So like, so, so three wins and you're safe. And so that's huge for Vince because now he can feel good about his, his, you know, his, fire sale and his reload and, and, you know, go about the rest of the season with, you know, sleeping, sleeping soundly. So I uh, agree with most of the things that you say. I will say Mason is the biggest winner. I'll say Mace, uh, shout out to you. hundred to win biggest winner. Get the fuck out of my face. Your team stinks. You're favored to beat big sexy and you beat big sexy. Um, you did what you were supposed to do. I'm not going to say you're the biggest winner, but Preston did make some good points. One, I have P Mills. I have you as the biggest winner. Chip is shouting about high score, high score, high score. I mean, you were literally two points behind him. You proved that you can throw some points up, um, which is always what you like to see. And you beat Sam, one of the best teams in the league. So I have you as one, biggest winner. Two, as annoying as this co-commissioner has been getting, I have Chippy Boy, like you said. Coming from me, I love some good shit talk. I love when people have me just punching there, pissed off. I love making people punch there, pissed off. Chip backed it up, just like you said, 150 points. Can't hate the man for that. But I do think he's getting a little too hyped on a big week. 
Uh, I mean, like you said, 13 points came from a super long run. I mean, you're going to have that. People are going to have that. So I can't hate on that. But I think the biggest thing was his defense scored him 30 points. That isn't going to happen. You have more chances of a running back breaking off a run uh, than a defense throwing up fucking 30 points. So I do think, Chippy Boy, uh, you're getting a little too excited. He he screams about, um, you know, JT and this and that and three-headed monsters, but then he's trying to dish all these guys. So I'm just – I don't think that you should be as stoked as you are. I think, like, yes, you had a good week, uh, but it's kind of the same thing with Kyle back in the day when everyone said, like, week two that he was going to win the Super Bowl and no one would have a chance, and then he threw up 91 points. I just don't think it's going to happen every week. Um, and then week three, or person three, winner three, because I'm a narcissist, I have to put myself. Um, this was more of a moral victory. Uh, I, I beat JT. You guys, we've talked about the record before. I never get lucky against JT. I went into this bitch. I had like five guys on by. I didn't talk about it as much as Sam. I did some bullshit trade that everyone lost their mind about to bring the Trevor Lawrence and Pat Fryermuth to the squad. Uh, and somehow pulled off the win against JT, which doesn't happen a lot for me. So two keep me in first place. And with the other people losing, gave me a little extra cushion. Um, so that was that was big for me. Biggest losers, P. Mills. Let's hear it. I'll, I'll throw a little something your way, too. Um, well, I got a question for you. Do If you win the ship, do Trevor Lawrence and Pat Firemuth get rings? <laughs> do they? I think they do. I think if you play, I think if you play a week. You gotta get the. You gotta get a ring, man. They can. I would give. I would give Pat Firemuth a ring just because he's a Steeler, and that's about the only fucking ring that he's gonna get anytime soon <laughs> with that dog ass team. Um, but yeah, I'll give him a ring. I think Trevor Lawrence is a weirdo. Uh, but but would I give him a ring for beating JT? Sure, can't wait for him to get him off my roster and back to Big Sexy. But sure, yeah, you never. Uh, uh, speaking speaking of that trade with with Big Sexy, I'll go just right into Biggest Losers. Big Sexy. I mean, he had a shot. <laughs> he, he had a shot. I mean, Mason put up 113 points, and you got to be able to beat someone when they're putting up 113 points. And the problem is, talking about that trade, he made such a point of telling us that he started Damian Harris. And <laughs> <laughs> fucking Damian Harris puts up two points on Monday night and loses the game against the New England defense. Dude, and he was only projected, if he would have just hit his project- projection, uh, I mean, Big Sexy takes that dub. So he would have started the other running back you gave him and Antonio Gibson. He wins by like 15. Like it was <laughs> Dude, and that's the Antonio Gibson, my guy. Give him a ring on the Bob. 16 points. Big sexy. This is on you. You suck. You suck at fantasy football. Uh I mean, what more can I do? I get a I get a shitty quarterback and a fucking tight end who's hurt on the worst offense in the entire league. Give me a Literally the comeback player, the stud, the man that we all want, Antonio Gibson, and you blew it. Um, so sorry for that rant, but Jesus, big sexy. Be a little better. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that's why he's on the biggest loser category right here. You know, sponsored by JT, biggest loser. Sponsored um, by JT. Uh, other biggest losers are are both, They, I mean, they, they lost this week, but it was more off the field stuff. Uh, Sam, Brees Hall, Terrence ACL is a huge blow. I mean, that was talking about, like, Sam and Chip talking about, like, who has the best backfield in the league, who has the best this, who has the best that. Uh, Brees Hall blowing his ACL is 
I mean, that's enormous. That really sucks. With Especially because we've all talked about too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we've all talked to like, I think I've talked to multiple people of how I wouldn't touch a fucking Jets running back if I like literally had to. And this man does shows out and now see you later. Yeah. Yeah. So that really sucks for Sam. That puts such a cap on his ceiling as a team. Um, and that's just, that's a really huge damper for him for the rest of the season. Um, and also same at the same time, the guy who would maybe take his place, Jeff Wilson Jr., is now the backup in San Francisco because they traded for Christian McCaffrey. So it's like, so that was that was two bad things that happened to Sam this week, uh, and so that for that reason he is one of the week's biggest losers. Uh, third biggest loser again, another off the field thing. Drew put up 106 points, but more the fact that this man panicked so fucking hard. And just after one bad week, turns around and trades like two of his best players for fucking picks just to get back to even. Just to get back to even on picks through the season. It, one of the biggest overreaction trades I've ever seen. Like he went from a legitimate contender in this league to just. Legit contender. Like this dude could have actually gotten along and like actually won. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I we'll talk about it more in my mid, in the midseason recap, but it's like the dude dropped two tiers in, from that one trade because he absolutely panicked. And he just doesn't get it, man. He literally does. I think I put in the thing. He said something. I think his thing was like, God damn it. Why did I trade ETN? I'm so stupid. Like literally all I could say was you tanked at four and two. Like you literally have to be the first person to ever tank at four and two with a winning record. Like so early in the season ever. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a wild move that I think shocked everybody. I think my response, like when I, I, cause I see every trade come through before anyone else, like me and Chip do, because we see, you know, they, we have to approve them. And like, it came through and I immediately texted the group and I was like, what the fuck is going on with these trades? I was like, what, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are people doing? Why is a loser, man? Is he even contention to, uh, make playoffs? Like, is he going to make he, playoffs or will he's he just... Still four and three. He's still four and three. And I mean, he's still... Yeah, I know, but it is team like i'm saying like it's not hard to get a street it well it depends like after you sell those guys like you might as well just fucking sell right like i don't know <laughs> but he but he still has jalen hurts he still has cd lamb he still has christian mccaffrey like he's got guys uh i think he actually got raheem mostert back in that trade who's now like the number one back in miami so he's got some people who like put together a semblance of a good of a decent team but i mean he went from being an actual like maybe title contender yeah. To just being like a mediocre bottom half. And it's team. not even like he's coming in like Vince next year with a bunch of picks. Like the dude is literally back to even just literally. And then he's going to talk about like making the playoffs or something boring. Like he's literally gonna be like, oh, but I made the playoffs. It's like, dude, great. Everyone does. Literally though, there's two Ross and fucking Vince don't like there's two people. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> cool stat, dude. So yeah, Drew, you suck. Um, <laughs> Do we have anybody else, or was that three biggest losers? No, that was those are my three losers. Did I only? Yeah, I'll put Drew on. I actually only have two written down. Um, one, which this doesn't have to go. This is kind of like Chippy. I don't want it to be an overreaction of Brody being some massive loser. But this man was in the group chat talking shit about this player on his bench, that player on his bench. Like makes another move, and it's just like. Dude, you're trading away picks for players now that you can't even play. Like, this is insane. Like, you're like, and he's just screaming in the group chat and then comes in. Granted, uh, Chippy did throw up a massive amount of points, uh, high score of the week. But 
I mean, if you're Brody, you don't want to win that. And you're still like in contention. You have a really good team. You want to win the league. Um, like the regular season. So I think that's like a tough loss to take. So to say like, it's like an overreaction of biggest loser, like maybe, but I do think that he deserves uh, to at least be on the list. When you talk shit like that, you make another move where you're literally trading a first round for a bench guy. And I, then, mean, I, think, I think that's, that's the next step in this podcast, right? Like we're just becoming sports talk radio where you just overreact everything that happened every week. <laughs> I think it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, and then I have JT. Dear God, JT, do you suck this year? And it feels so good to say you are so bad. And like, I got to give JT props because JT is so bad this year, but he did sell out last year to try and win and failed miserably. Didn't win. So he knew this was going to be an uphill battle. But dear God, bro, pull this Discord trade shit up. JT. Yeah. I just hear. One of the funniest things I've ever seen. I absolutely love it. I hear fucking change just. <laughs> And I just hear JT with his big-ass beer, dude, with his one fucking craft beer on the side just asking me, can I have some change? Like, with this little spreadsheet trying to beg us for trades. And I'm telling you, squad, do not trade this man. And it was the most pathetic spreadsheet I think I've ever seen. P. Mills, please pull this up so we can discuss this shit. Yeah, it is. I mean, it (laughs) is. Actually, hold on. Let's. Let's hold off on this because I have a I have a um like a point that I want to make in my in the mid mid year recap that talks about that that exact thing. So we'll we'll hold off on that. We'll come back to it in in, in a little bit. We gotta hit on this spreadsheet and read this shit and see the players that he is like throwing up here. Should I? I mean, yeah, we'll 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 we'll, we'll hit it for sure because I definitely wanted to talk about that. It is- <laughs> It, I mean, it's what makes this league great, and it's what makes JT great because that it's the man has nine running backs on his team. <laughs> like he's, and, oh my god! And every they're all like backups or handcuffs or like timeshares. Dude, so- he's like, dude. I just let me read one right now. Let me literally read one. Madison, first one, best handcuff in the league. Average 24 points a game in three starts. It's like okay, JT. He's still a fucking backup guy. Like, what do you want? A third round pick for that? Like, see you later, bud. Anyways, we'll uh, we'll dive into that. We'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll jump back to that. We got to touch on it. Uh, but literally, when I saw that, I just it was insane to me. Um, what else do we have? Week seven. We have week seven shit talk. There's a few things that I wanted to touch base on. Mentioned it a few times. Uh, we have Chippy Boy coming in hot. Usually, I'll say this. I talk a lot of shit. There's been some people rivaling me this year. I feel like I've quieted down a bit. Chippy yeah. just Chippy's loud. He's coming. He's I was saying he was trying to stay relevant. I'll give him a little props for throwing up a big score. Still think he's overexcited. Um we didn't do a ranking, dude. Let's do a ranking of something. We didn't get to do fight rankings. What's a fun ranking we could do? Um, I mean, I'm gonna rank the, everyone's team. I mean, I basically let's have rank, let's just rank to this point the most annoying people in the league. Twelve being the least, one being the most annoying. Um. All right. You you want to go or you want me to go? You're the guest. You go. Um. All right. Well, obviously, least annoying is me. Every every comment that I provide to the league is full of value and absolutely not annoying in any way. So I think that you know, clear cut number one, least annoying. Um. I'm going to go – after that, there's a few people who just don't really talk in the group that much. Like, I think we're going to go 
You can throw Ross in there. You can throw Drew in there to an extent. You can throw Dakota in there. Um, even JT, like they 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 chime in every now and then, but really they don't. They're not going to be in the group, you know, causing a ruckus or doing a whole lot, um, except for when if you get if you get a weekly rental against JT, we'll <laughs> hear from him. <laughs> but so I would say I think who did I even just say? I said Ross, JT. You put yourself. You put yourself. You put who would you say eleven? Ross. Ross. Um, I'll go Dakota, then Drew, then JT. Um, Damn! So you think JT's a lot more annoying than I thought you would? I think JT's annoying. Comes in like his JT comes with those hits where it's like, dude, you literally have done this before. Anyways, <laughs> um, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sam. I think Sam. Uh, usually when he's in there, he's pretty thoughtful. He's always trying to like mellow things down. He's not a huge shit talker. Like he's pretty funny. I think. Sam provides some good comments to the league, so I'll put him as 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 next least annoying. You know, like not 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 super annoying in the in the league. Um, I'm gonna say Kyle also after Sam. I'm gonna go Kyle also not not very annoying. Um, they, he's 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 usually pretty calm. He'll throw in a, a few uh, you know bitch like a few bitch comments here or there, uh, but you know it's Kyle, so you can't really take it seriously. You just you just you just move past it. Um, after that, we're starting to move into the people who talk a little bit more. I'm going to say, um, I think you're going to have a different ranking than this. I'm going to put Mason next um, because Mason doesn't come at me. Mason actually has my back most of the time, which I like. And he's not in there a ton, but when he is, he's he's pretty pointed. And he's just, you know, he'll say some shit to you. He'll tell you you fumbled your draft. He'll, he'll play the hits and then he'll get out. So it's uh, it's you, you kind of you're kind of expecting it at this point. But I think I think Mason not annoying. Um, so who does that leave then? That basically leaves you, Brody, and Chip, right? Me, Brody, Chip, Vince. Um, Vince. Uh, Vince, actually, maybe he's getting a little bit of recency bias. Vince is just annoying right now with this fucking rule change bullshit that he's pitching. <laughs> <laughs> Vince actually is normally not annoying, and he's actually a, a saint for, for corralling all the all the picks and like running the Discord and all that stuff. So I do like Vince, but right now, Vince, you're I do annoying. like Vince. <laughs> Right now, Vince, you're being annoying. So that's, that, that's where I'm going with that one. Uh, after that, whew, um, again, maybe recency bias because you were absolutely just shroomed out this weekend, like not not in the public <laughs> chat. But, but, <laughs> but I think you 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 know you you're you're number three. I mean, you're in there, but most of your stuff is is valid. It's you know it's loud, it's obnoxious, it's in your face. And I'm going to be kind of side with Kyle. Like you say 99.9, I'll maybe give you 70%, but it's still, we'll give you the majority. Um, I think most of the time you're pretty valid, but yeah, you're, you're there, you're obnoxious, you're in your face. Um, after that, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Chip as number two, and then Brody as number one. I think Brody, when Brody's feeling himself, it is another level of just <laughs> a fucking group chat. Like it is insane. Uh, Chip was on one this week, but he was winning. He was excited. Like I get it. He's he's all in on fucking Kenneth Walker. He's got he's got guys. He got he finally scored like over 110 points. Like he's 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 psyched. He finally scored over 100 points. <laughs> so he's letting it ride. I get it. I'll let him pass. Brody Brody when he gets in there, I do love when Brody's just fucking calling everybody like dog water and telling them their shit. <laughs> I think he he told Vince's he told Vince's parents found him in a dumpster. Like it was some funny shit like that. <laughs> But it was so. But he is just absolutely out of pocket sometimes in the in the chat. But love you, Brody. 
You stay, you never change, but I'm a ranking number one, most annoying in the chat. <laughs> Bro, I got to step my game up. I'm almost offended that I'm not and too surprised, but I will say I have quieted down significantly, um, especially in the past few weeks. So I do need to change that. I would agree for the most part. Uh, who would I put? I would probably put Ross because he just literally doesn't talk and then he'll come in and say something about taxes and then leave for like three weeks again. Um, then who is it? Maybe who is late? I would honestly say let's go Ross Dakota. Dakota is annoying just as a human being. Um, but then he'll come in and like, literally the only thing he says in chat is like, fuck Josh. So I like almost like laugh at it. So I'm literally just like, okay, like this isn't even good enough shit. Talk to annoy me. So I'll actually put Dakota there. Um, JT. When he is annoying, he's super annoying. Uh, Drew, Drew usually just complains. He like it's not really like any shit talker to be annoying. He's just like, oh my god, shut up! Somebody get him out, and then like I'll quit talking, and then like I get three texts on the side to get back in the group chat. So like, Drew's there. Uh, Sam, Sam, and I don't really talk shit. There have been times in league history where Sam would probably be like top three with me because there's a few games where me and Sam fucking go at it. And Sam has actually gotten under my skin pretty bad. Uh, but just in the general thing, um, I'd put Sam low. Kyle, kind of the same thing. I respect Kyle. He comes in with some funny stuff. He's literally the only one that will agree with me in the chat. Uh, you're kind of in there. And then I have, so you're after Kyle. Then I have Mason. Like you said, Mason is, I got to respect it because he's one of the only people who will talk shit to me. Um, but it's usually just like, you fumbled your draft. It's nothing witty. It's nothing that like, I'm like third in points and first overall. So it's like, okay. Like, so Mason. And then I would say, I guess myself, I would put myself up there. It was pretty annoying, but I like live for it. Uh, and then because obviously you don't know yourself. <laughs> yeah. So I would like, I would put myself as the best shit talker. Um, and then I would put, yeah, me, Chip and Brody up there. We're the loudest, but I will say, as annoying as we are, I got to give a shout out to them because I live for the shit talk, keeps the group the group chat oh, alive. Um, well, it would be misinterpreted in saying that, like, you know, I don't like what they do. I think it is hilarious, and it's what keeps the group oh, chat alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think the funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the funniest thing is with the shit talk is everyone's like, shut up. Like, literally, it happened again. I have people hit me up, like, when I was on that camping trip. People hit me up again. They're like, where are you in the group chat? It's like, guys, I literally have you crying if I'm in this motherfucker. Like, just give me a break. Um, but yeah, so there's a quick little list. We didn't have the uh, the fight ranking, so that'd be fun to make a list. Week seven bets. Let's dive into those. Um, uh, well, I have those. I can pull them up real quick because I, I didn't send them over to you yet. But I'll uh, let me let me actually. Oh, whoops! I accidentally just went in the fucking. I just went in the. I got to disconnect. I just went into the uh, Discord fucking voice chat. I was like, I was, <laughs> what up, boys? It's live. Peanut butter league. <laughs> Have some, just a live live pod. Let me let me fucking get this, and I'll send it over to you so you can see at the same time. We are missing fucking. We're missing three uh, bets for this week. Yeah, three bets for this week so far. Because we'll talk. We'll talk about week seven. We'll talk about mush first. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Sorry, I for, I, I forgot what you were saying. Yeah, week eight bets. I'm gonna send you those week eight bets. Um, but yeah, week seven. You you have those right. I sent you those in the in the in the chat. 
What are these ones you just sent me? Those the ones I just sent you are week eight, but you week seven. If you scroll up a little bit, those ones are uh, those ones are in there. Week seven bets, and I gotta apologize, boys, because I may be mush in its purest form. Everything I touch dies. So I was official mush this week, right? Yeah, you were official mush only because the Buccaneers game ended before the Packers game did. Um, so otherwise, doesn't it matter. Cool. Official right. mush, guys. I took Bucks money line. Minus if you were bet minus five thirty. If I bet a hundred dollars, I wouldn't even have won a twenty dollar bill. And the only reason I took this bet is to get on the fucking wagon for the boys and literally just get a win. I've been losing. So I just said, you know what? I'm getting a win for the boys. Let's do it. Uh, wow, is that bad. So I was official mush. We lost there. Not, uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll give overall records, too, as you kind of go through each person. Now now that drops you down to two and four. So that's a tough That's a tough record when you're literally trying to pick like favorites. Like you're trying to pick winners. Pick like, winner, not, dude. That was yeah. the like best pick that you could have taken like, oh, out yeah. of all the picks. Yeah, I mean, definitely the, the best odds out of all the games. So, wow, I am fucking mush. Uh, next up, we got Vinny. He took Titans minus two and a half. He got the dub. And that uh, moves to three and three. So, three Let's and see. three. So, he's even. Can't be mad at that. Definitely not two and four. Definitely not the biggest mush. Uh, next up, we got Drewy with Packers money line minus 225. And that's a big fat L. And the dude, the Packers have absolutely fucked us three weeks in a row now. They fucked Drew two weeks ago. They fucked me last week, and then they fucked Drew again this week. <laughs> so let's not do that. Uh, they, play, they, play, they play. They play in Buffalo this week, so I don't think anyone's taking. Watch Packers them win. Anymore. Literally watch them win. That's literally how this shit works. And in the NFL, literally any team can win on any day. Yeah. It's kind of insane. So um, Drew got two and four. Also, so Drew's two and four with me. Uh, then we got Kyle. We got Giants plus three, minus 110. Good pick, Kyle. He got the dub. What does this bring our mans to? Five and one. Kyle leading the league in five and one. That's five straight wins after a loss in week one. Well, I guess week two, the first week we did the parlay. But so yeah, the man's hot. Kyle, keep it hot for the boys. Bring us. Let the juju rub off on us, please, because we stink. Uh, next, we got Ross, minus six. Um, Bengals minus six, uh, minus one twenty, and that is a dub. And Ross now three and three in the league, so back to back to even for Ross. Three and three, back to even. JT Ravens money line minus two eighty six, and that's a dub. JT now four and two, so that was, Ooh, was so good. he's picking good, but he like yeah, literally but he, just picked Nick Chubb touchdown every single week forever. He was, he was living on Nick Chubb touchdowns. Uh, he's still. Is in you know has a contention about week three. We made him pick something else because he couldn't do the the, the player the player prop um, <laughs> on with on the, the Thursday night player. Oh, yeah. going on. Um, so he had to pick something else. But the Nick Chubb did score a touchdown that week. Um, but he had to pick. I think it was like Eagles Eagles over or something like that, and that didn't hit. Um, but then so he was good with the Nick Chubb touchdowns, and then week six he lost on the Nick Chubb touchdown. And then um, this last week, week seven, he had to pick something else and went, went against the Browns, but got, got the win. So got the dub there. Next up, you have yours truly, the commissioner of the Peanut Butter League. We got P-Mills with Raiders money line, minus 315 with the dub. 
four and two now, up to four and two. So, so you're one of the top guys. So Kyle's first at five and one. Yeah. How many then people it, are four and two? Then it's me, Sam, JT, and Brody at four and two. Oof. And then there's the rest of us in the shadow realm. Mason, uh, Chiefs, minus two and a half. Took the spread, uh, minus 114. He took the dub. Yeah, that was, that was a good pick. I I was I would have been nervous taking the Chiefs, anyone on the road in San Francisco, but he did it. Broke a two-game losing streak for him, so back to even for Mason, three and three. Had a boy, Mace. Always, this is the only thing we love to see all the boys win. The more wins, we love to see it. So shout out to you. Uh, Sam Chargers money line minus two fifty. Uh, dude took a loss. Sammy boy's been hot and big fat L. Yeah, four and two. He's lost two in a row now. Started out four and zero, oh, now lost two in a row, and it's ever since he couldn't pick Carson Wentz. He was he was <laughs> making a living on or pick against Carson Wentz. He was making a living picking against Carson Wentz. Then the last two weeks he hasn't been able to do it, and he's fucked. He he can't do it. <laughs> so we'll see if he can turn it around. We got Chippy Boy Seattle. Chargers over uh, 50, minus 110, and he got the dub. Yeah, he did. And so that he was one and four. So that was a much that was a much needed win for him. He's now up to two and four. So he he uh, he was dead last, but now he's back uh, tied for last with with you, Drew, and Dakota. And then, gosh, and then we got Dakota joining myself, uh, Drew and Chippy in the shadow realm. You're just such a fucking loser too. You had uh, the second best odds behind myself, negative 400 Patriots money line. Uh, you would have at least won a $20 bill and a little five tacked onto it, but still not much. Uh, and you took a big fat L. Uh, so one thing I want to point out, which is kind of insane for this week, is we had so we had six people take money lines, right? Like favorite money lines. And we had six people take, um, basically even odds, like take straight spreads or straight over-unders. Of the six people who took straight spreads like um, or, or straight over-unders at even odds, 6-0. and 6-0 oh. and oh for those people. The money line people went 2-4. and four. <laughs> Dear God. So how do we do this, bro? How do we win? That was our week right there. I mean, that what you really need to do is you need to basically hit favorites and then sprinkle in a couple spreads on the side to, to juice up the to juice up the parlay value. We did. We absolutely executed the strategy, other than just picking absolute fucking duds of, of Dude, favorites. How does a minus four hundred and a minus five thirty lose? I'm I'm pissed at myself for even allowing Dakota to take Patriots money line because I was gonna take. Bears and the points. It was like Bears were like plus eight and a half. And I was like, I'm, I have a good feeling like the Bears are going to, I didn't think they were going to win, but I was like, they'll show out. They'll keep it close. Like, I think the eight and a half is too many points for that game. And I was like, the Patriots aren't that good. It'll be all right. And I, then I was a coward and I backed out and just took a safe <laughs> and this money line. And, and then what Dakota. Does say? The devil loves a coward. And then, yeah. And then Dakota took Patriots money line. And then the Bears just absolutely fucking blew them out of the water last night. It was awesome to see as a Bears fan, but shitty for Dakota because he did just a horrible pick. Yeah, which is, I mean, geez, man. We, uh, boys, just to rub it in, the potential payout for the draft day. Oh, actually, that's not exactly, that's not true. If everyone would have put in the money, it would have been 23000 How much would we have won just from the boys who pitched in five? 
Uh, well, it was it's plus the odds were plus twenty three seven hundred. So that was if we had a hundred bucks, it'd been twenty three seven hundred. I think we put in. I think there were like eight people who pitched in, so it was forty bucks. I think we would have won like ten grand. Ten grand for the draft party. So we talked about this a little last week. We win ten grand for the draft party. What do we do? What do we do at the draft party? Do we shower everyone, or is it just the boys who threw in? How is this gonna work? Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one, right? Like everyone, I think everyone's got to pull their weight. And like honestly, I think the only way we win it is you just got to have the vibes of all twelve people on board. And I know that like I don't want to be the person who's saying everyone's got to go in, but like if we're riding vibes alone, twelve is just better than eight. And I think that that's gonna you know then we don't even have to have the discussion. I think. Personally, I would be a fan of just like I think we we still send the draft party. Everyone gets a piece, like every you know everyone gets to enjoy the draft party. But I think the people who pitched in were probably some extra perks, maybe a little hazing for the other people. Like I don't know what it is exactly, but just some extra perks that we would maybe get. Um, you know, we get the best rooms at the fucking Airbnb. We get some of the you know some some of the nicer stuff, like just anything like that. Maybe goes our way, but I think uh, in the end, you know, it's still we're all still one league. I think we we still send it as a league. That was well put and very nice. Um, I would like to do something to just make it. I, I don't know. In no world would I ever be like, you guys can't join in on this. There's zero world. But we would have to come up with something funny. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree. They got to earn their way. They got to earn their way back in after not pitching into the parlay. But uh, I think. And then there's Sammy Boy. I mean, so then there's Sam who hits it himself. We have the 10K in the groove. You know that motherfucker is the cheapest man in the game. He's running with his cash. All the way. There's no way he's throwing that into the squad into the squad bucket. Yeah, I mean, I think if chance. money on squad bets, it's squad money. I mean, that's the that's the you know unless zero you're chance in Sam your chair, unless you're putting into five. I mean, that's that's still squad money, and he claims it's squad money. He claims it's one and the same. He just wants to use his free bets. He but can claim these nuts, bro. There is zero chance that Sam, if we ever hit, and he truly does put it himself, throws his piece of the cash. Into the draft party. Zero chance. I mean, I think it's a problem that I would like to have because that means we fucking hit. So I think... Yeah, I think this man doesn't even buy his wife real Cheez-Its. <laughs> that was actually one of the funnier Instagram stories. And then, then, then the Instagram story of them tasting them and they taste like absolute shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, oh, you know what we forgot to do? Actually, we'll get to it. So let's talk... Our week at week eight bets. Let's get them over with. Let's throw them in real quick since we're on the topic of bets. Yep. And yep. then we can talk about uh, key matchups to look for in next week. Yeah, that works. Um, we'll actually, yeah, well, yeah, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do these bets. So we've got to start it off. And I just sent your way. So so far, we still do not have bets from uh, who are we missing bets from Ross. Um, Dakota's in. Dakota's in. Mason's in. Drew's in. Uh, we're missing bets from Ross, JT, and who else are we missing? We got Kyle. We got Mace. How many people do we have? One, Ross, two, Ross, three. JT, and Brody. We're missing. We're missing Ross, JT, and Brody. Um. So, guys, Ross, JT, Brody, get your picks in. We need your picks. Uh, but we'll talk about the other picks right now. Uh, the early slate of games, we got Vince starting us off. Raiders, Saints, over 47.5. Odds minus 113. 
Um, again, another even odds pick, um, or almost even odds pick. So we'll we'll see. I, the, the Saints have been the Saints and Raiders have been throwing up high scores this week. So I I, I do like that over. I'm a little bit worried it's a trap line because it feels too good to be true. But but good vibes only. We're we're hitting that boy. That we're hitting that we're hitting that bet. Good fucking bet, Vince. Sorry, I ever doubted you. <laughs> it is not a bet. <laughs> Good juju, fuck. <laughs> uh, next up, also in the early slate, Jay Shu, Eagles money line minus four eighty. Back on the heavy favorites train. I like it. I just got to get a dub. Sometimes I just got to get it rolling. Sometimes you just got to hit a two. And, and, yeah. like, <laughs> you and the thing two. is, I win a twenty. I'll win a twenty dollar bill on this one. Gets uh, gets the boys a little stiff. Gets us a fucking dub. Uh, gets me green on the chart. It's been a minute, uh, and I and I'm going against the boys, which you know a lot of the times is very hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going against the boys, hoping um, that I can get the dub there. It's like, hey, what did you say to me? What did you say to me at uh, at the at the roulette table, or not at the roulette table at the cra- at the craps table? Base Got hits, baby. Base hits, baby. Just need base hits. That's how you get hot. Base hit. All it takes is to get hot, and then next thing you know, I'm back on the wagon with the boys, and and we're really fighting for for a big draft party. So uh, going against the boys, I mean, we'll see what happens. At least I'll win a twenty dollar bill this time if I hit. When I hit. Yeah, when you hit. All right, next one up, Dakota Dolphins money line minus one sixty five. Uh, Dolphins are playing the Lions in Detroit. Um, good pick, good pick, Dakota. Sorry, Brody. Lions kind of suck. They lose a lot, so that, that I'm guessing that would be a high scoring game. What do you say? Brody admits that that's the one thing that he won't talk shit with. He'll just be like fuck. It's the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so after that, those are our only early slates that we have right now. Next one are next. Next are all afternoon. Uh, Kyle Titans money line against the Texans. Titans money line over the Texans in Houston. Titans minus one thirty. I like that pick. I'm gonna like all the picks. I gotta like all the picks. It's good juju. These are good vibes. Um, who do they play? Sorry, I just blacked out for like three seconds. <laughs> uh, they, play the, they play the Texans in Houston. Titans Texans. Oh, Texans. Divisional matchup. Uh, Titans are getting a little hot. Titans are Titans are feeling themselves a little bit. Um, they they beat the Colts last week. I, I imagine. I mean, they they are the favorites to win that division. I assume at this point. I mean, that division is just absolutely fucking blow. Trash. Yeah, I, I think Titans are Titans are the team to beat in that division. So they they they're staying hot. Uh, next two picks are both in the Colts Commanders game. Mason taking under forty, and Drew taking Colts money line. Um, I don't know where that game is. I assume it's in Indy if the Colts are favored. Yeah, and who is the Colts quarterback now? Is uh, it- Sam Ellinger, former Texas Longhorns Sam Ellinger. So I, Matt Ryan is just benched. Yeah, I think he's hurt, but then they're saying like even when he's healthy, he's not the starter. Like they're going, they're riding Sam Ellinger. What are these guys doing, dude? And then so the under, I mean, we'll see. Probably. <laughs> I mean, is that the one that's gonna mush? Probably not. I wouldn't say. I would say that's a pretty safe pick. Yeah, yeah. Next up, we got Seahawks money line. Uh, Seahawks are favored at home over who do they play? The Giants over the six and one New York Giants. Seahawks are favored, so that'll be. I mean, the Seahawks are good too. Who would have thought that that was going to be like an actual? And Chip uh, always rides his guys. Always rides his guys. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and then next up, also last afternoon slate bet. I've got myself. This one is. 
a closer, like, you know, worse odds than I normally go with. I normally go with heavy favorites. I'm taking 49ers money line on the road at the Rams, minus 121. I think Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay, and I think the Rams just kind of suck. So I'm going, <laughs> I'm going Niners, I'm going Niners money line. Niners money line. And last but not least, we got Sammy Boy. Is this man gonna keep mushing or is he gonna turn it around? Bengals money line. Sunday or the Monday night game. Bengals money line. Is that in Cleveland or is that in Cincinnati? They play the Browns. I don't know where it I is. I have no idea, honestly. Uh, Bengals, Bengals money line. They're hot. I mean, I've, I know because I've got fucking Joe Mixon and, and Jamar Chase, and they have been tearing it up for me in fantasy. So uh, the Bengals are hot. I hope they stay hot. Sam's going to win this bet. Jamar Chase, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon, two touchdowns. My fantasy team fucking rolls again. So there you have it. You don't have all the picks because some people can't get their shit in on time and they just can't do the easiest things possible. But from what we read off, I think they all sound good. And uh, let's see if we can get just an absolute lunatic bachelor party. Our bachelor party. This <laughs> came from bachelor party draft party. <laughs> draft party. It's basically a bachelor party with just no one getting married. Like that's essentially yeah. what the draft party is. True. Um, um Strippers was a joke, guys. Just preface. Uh, so week eight, let's get into uh, week eight matchup. Let's, let's go. Let's go mid year recap first, because part of the mid year recap is games to watch the rest of the season. So then I can touch on the week eight games. That there, there's two. There's two huge ones. Two two consequence week eight games. But I think we get to those at the end of that mid year recap. All right, you little peanut butter bitches. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. For the special episode of the week. Some of you suck asses haven't been on yet. But we all love the mid-year write-up. So, P. Mills, how do you want to do this? Usually you send these out into the group chat. Uh, Mm -hmm. We just get to read them. Do you want to read them off? Do you want to kind of give a recap? You take the floor, take it away. You're the yes. stat guy. Uh, there's something. Some people are good at something. Some are good at others. Uh, mine just happens to be winning fantasy football games. Yours just happens to be writing up stats. Uh, so you take this one away. I'll take the floor. All right. So yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'm, I guess I'll kind of take over almost uh, host duties a little bit. So I'll go. The basically how I broke it up is I always break it up into tiers every year. Uh, last year was two tiers. I think the year before was three tiers. Uh, this year I went three tiers. Um, went tier one, legit contenders, uh, tier two teams that could make some noise, um, teams, you know, those are teams that are maybe a little good, maybe not that good. We don't really know the kind of the, the Tony Romo, like, Oh, I don't know, Jim, like that kind of, that's, that's tier two. That's, we don't know. We don't know what they are. We don't know what they could be, but they could make some noise tier three. Then whatever you want to call it, buns, suck asses, onions. <laughs> They, I mean, they're not good. Tier three, stink. <laughs> tier three, you stink. Wrap it up. Call the season. Moving on to next year. So I'll break down. I'll go. I'll go tier one first, and this is buns. Eh. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm saying, go with the suck ass. Yeah. I'll go, go tier three. Worst, worst to first. Worst to first. So tier three. Yeah. Sorry. Tier three. This is buns. This is suck ass. This is onions. Um. Obviously, the bottom of the bottom. No surprise to anybody, JT, 12th place, 0-7 record, 93.8 points per game. Really bad. I mean, just really fucking bad. And it's <laughs> 9, 9, 93, 
93.87 points per game on pace to be the worst in league history. Record, record currently held by Dakota. Uh, it was beats by Ray in 2017, only put up 103.4 points per game. And what's crazy is he didn't even finish last that year. That was the year that Kyle lost. Kyle had to be peanut butter, baby. No. <laughs> Dakota actually had the lowest score of all time. <laughs> wow. So, so here's the so, question before we dive too deep. We've yeah. talked about how last places affect your resume. Uh, Jay-Z, uh, JT has three-peated in the past. Uh, how big does the worst team in league history impact your resume? It, I mean, it it obviously doesn't affect the numbers because last is last, but like just in the mindset of everyone, you know, you're in the record book as the worst team ever. You know, we're, and, and and granted, it's it's not 100 percent fair because scoring is down like across the league. I mean, scoring is down all over the NFL this year. Like normally, normally my legit contenders uh, category is teams with either five wins or a thousand points or both. And it's usually like five to five to six teams in that category. We have zero teams with a thousand points this year. So like there's not, crazy. there's not a single team who's at a thousand points this year. So scoring is down around the league. And JT also, I think he's only started a kicker in like maybe half of his games. He like, he, he, he doesn't even start a kicker unless the game is close. And then he throws one in at the last second to try to, to I mean, to that's a, that's on him. I'm tired of those things coming into uh, yeah, an argument. I'm with you. I'm with you. And so I will say, and if you go, if you take out kicker, you take out defense, he's averaging 77.7 offensive points per game, which is definitely the worst in the league. And it's close to the record set by Brody in 2016. Brody had 73.8 offensive points per game in 2016. JT closing in on that, only like four points ahead of that. So this is just like low, low, low. Scoring this man by, by JT. He has made 42 roster moves. I mean, the man, <laughs> you can't say he's not trying. He is leading the league in roster moves, 42 roster moves. Uh, I mean, and he needed it because he did not draft a running back until the 97th pick in the draft. It was Kareem Hunt. It was JT's fifth pick, which was the 97th pick in the draft. And he's made up for that by just, he's going quantity over quality. He's got he's got nine running backs on his roster, and as we talked about today, trying to use him for trade bait. I mean, just one of the funniest one of the funniest trade trade block like you know messages we've ever had in this league. Um, so let's, really, let's hear this. Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit. That that trade so, block text. <laughs> so this man creates a spreadsheet. We in the Discord shout out V comes up with uh, a trade block where we can put our things in. JT. Alexander Madison, best handcuff in the league. And this is all name. He has it labeled. Name, value, best handcuff in the league. Average 24, to 24 points a game in three 2021 starts. Brian Robinson. How many points did Ryan Robinson score last week? Has this guy uh, done anything? Everyone gave me so much shit. He was on JT's bench, actually. Um, he, he gets a lot of carries. He's not super efficient, though. Um, what did he... They were talking about wanting to get Antonio Gibson more in the mix to, after his first game back because he's yeah. not efficient. What's crazy is so what's weird is like Antonio Gibson was always the guy was always the the, the running like the running running back and he didn't yeah. catch passes. JD McKissick caught passes. Now it's almost flipped. Brian Robinson is the ground and pound guy, and Antonio Gibson is like the the the, the pass catching back. Uh, Brian Robinson had. 10.6 points last week. So he, he had double digits. Uh, he was sitting on JT's bench. 
Antonio um, Gibson scored more. He has Jamal Williams on there, Khalil Herbert, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon. But he's like, like starter in Denver, fifty one percent of snap share. It's like Melvin Gordon fucking stinks, dude. <laughs> stinks. Uh, I mean, I do feel like you, you got to, you know, it's it's salesmanship though. You know, you're you know, you're in sales. You know what you got to do. You got to you got to make things look a little better, better than this. I mean, he's, he's, you know, at some point when you got a turd, you got to polish a turd. Like, you, just, <laughs> you don't get to choose. Bro, I don't think it. anybody looked at this and thought it was polished, bro. You got to come out with a better a better strategy than this. Anyways, I JT, the, spreadsheet sucked, bro. Uh, I love the uh, Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, starter in Kansas City, keeper value. Like, bro, You're JT, this mark. list stinks, dude. Have fun on the beer mile. Anyways, moving on. Next <laughs> up on the recap. Next up on the recap, um, oh, another just want to throw on another stat, not to pile on JT, but we all know he's had QB trouble. He Kyle was talking about the QB trouble that, that he and uh, that he and JT have had this year, and JT had a lot of injuries. I know that early in the season, like all his quarterbacks were just getting absolutely fucking nuked mid game, like they were oh. dropping like flies. But he averages only 179 passing yards per game, which is on pace to break a record set in 2013 for the lowest passing yard average of all time. So I, I imagine that'll pick up, you know, once he gets. Who, who had the 2013 one? It, it was, it was not someone who's still in the league. It was Jeff Shanks team who took over mid season. That was just like an all time, terrible team. Uh, <laughs> I think it was like one of Chip's friends from Butler. And he, uh, he, he had like 180 pass yards per game. I don't know who his quarterback was, but obviously <laughs> fucking dog shit. <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on. Next up, 11th place, we got Ross. Big Sexy, 1-6, in 110.7 points per game. The only thing I can really say about Ross at this point is, we talked about it earlier a little bit, the man's brain is just fully pretzeled. I mean, it is absolutely in a pretzel. He, he is paralyzed by these playoff fines. I think at this point he's just accepted his fate that he's paying 160 bucks this season. He is starting to finally like form a strategy of just going full tank mode. Um, but it's like, you know, that's 160 bucks this off season. So whoever, whoever scores high in week 14, you gotta, you got a fucking payday coming your way. <laughs> Ross, Ross is bad and the team's bad and he's, he's selling. Um, he, he's, he's made 28 roster moves so far. So second most in the league and he's used 63% of his wave, waiver budget. So good, good that he, uh, Increase those waiver dollars to two hundred because he's he's spending. <laughs> um, what's crazy is he started was with, with what maybe could have ended up being the best backfield in the league. He had Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. Yeah, he, which is he, went mode. he 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 gave Jonathan. People Taylor. panic quick. People yeah. panic quick, and I don't think they understand that it's a long season. It's a a long lot of people year. get in. Fourteen weeks is a long time. I mean, a lot yeah. can happen in fourteen weeks. <laughs> But he 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 traded Taylor to his uh to he traded JT to his to his trade daddy Chip, um <laughs> Chip got the Chip's fucking swipe louder <laughs> than Taylor from him. Um, his trade daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. So then he he sold George Kittle to Mason for Naheem Hines and an upgrade from a sixth to a fourth rounder. Oh, he got a third rounder for for Jonathan Taylor too. He traded Amari Cooper. He traded for Amari Cooper, AJ Dillon, a third rounder. Uh, traded George Kittle for Naheem Hines and an upgrade from a sixth to a fourth. He turned around and then traded back around from a fourth to a fifth to sell Naheem Hines and Russell Wilson to Vince for Aaron Rodgers and Rondale Moore 
which was a confusing one because Rondell Moore, he since I think he dropped Rondell Moore like today. So Rondell Moore already dropped. Aaron that Rodgers, fucking trade included a pick too. Like, God damn. Rondell Moore, like Aaron Rodgers, not a startable quarterback, especially now that he has Joe Burrow, which brings me to his last trade that he made. Sold Austin Eckler for Aaron or and Aaron Rodgers. So he got rid of Aaron Rodgers and Austin Eckler to Brody for Joe Burrow, Zeke, and a first and eighth round pick. So he is finally starting to accumulate picks. But I mean, my God, it took a while to get there and like just just went sell mode very early in this season. Um, he, on the bright side for Ross, he does average the most kicking points in the league. 10.4 points <laughs> per game. Not <laughs> a boy, Ross. Trade me your kicker. I'll literally ask him after this podcast for his kicker, and I guarantee you he wants like a third round fucking pick. I promise you. Like if I go and ask him for his kicker, he'll be like, give me a third and <laughs> like it'll be insane. Moving on. Oh man. All right. Moving on. Tenth place with a three and four record, 106.3 points per game. We have Vince. Actually, fewer points than Ross, if you can believe it. Uh, but he's three and four. Don't know how he is. The dude, like, I, he, he he went sell mode early, like we talked about. He, he's been accumulating picks kind of under the radar. Um, but he's got to have fewer household names on his roster than anyone else in our league. Have you have you looked at Vince's roster? Like, uh, it is go, – go find it. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up here real quick because it is a hilarious – Hilarious roster, like some of the names on there. Um, here we the go. Slim Dick Squad. We got Kirk Cousins, Tyler Boyd. Um, who else? Isaiah McKenzie, Naheem Hines. Uh, how the fuck do you even say this dude's name? Tyler Algier? I think Algier, yeah. Tyler Algier, Naheem Hines. Will Disney. Disney. Kenyon Drake. Dude, Kenyon Drake is still even in the league. Yeah, he's bad. He got uh, half a point this week. He rushed 11 times for five yards. So yeah, that's... Jimmy G. He has Russell Wilson, Christian Kirk, <laughs> Juju, and Corderell. I mean, it's an, it is a, it is an all-time um, roster of just, like, guys that you've heard of, but not guys that you necessarily, like, want on your fantasy team. And definitely not guys that, like, you know, your buddy at work who watches, like, one game every other week would know who the fuck they are. Like that's, well, that's dude, I don't even know this Atlanta running back. Yeah, he took over for Cordero Patterson. Well he and Chris Huntley split carries taking over for 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 Cordero Patterson in Atlanta. It's like but yeah it's like nobody's um I, he, also uh, has, he also has three quarterbacks on his roster which I'm a little confused about. <laughs> What's Juju doing man? How's he done this year? That dude he's had a couple good games. He actually, so yeah, he just traded for Juju. So that was actually, the, I was going to talk about that in Mason's uh, Mason's segment, but he he just traded Mike Williams and um, Chris Godwin to Mason for um, like a pretty high pick and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Juju went off this week, but um, hasn't done, he's been kind of up and down this year. Like he wasn't. Like 25 this week, 22 yeah. the week before, had a few weeks below 10. Has thrown up 13-11. So he's starting to – it seems like he's catching steam uh, the past few weeks, but now he's coming on a bye week, so whatever. Yeah. Um, and Vince also, he kind of went the Brody Kime route early on. He went – he traded Debo and Dalvin Cook to Drew before the season even started. He got like a first and a third for those guys yeah. who even started. So he went sell mode at, like right out of the gates, um, which then, yeah, Drew – we you know we talked about Drew trading those guys away to Dakota, so it's like those guys have just been making their rounds. But they started with Vince, uh, and he sold them early on. 
Uh, his issue, just absolutely no running back depth. He averages 119 rushing yards per game, which is the lowest in the league. Uh, last week versus Drew, he only had 11 total rushing yards in his entire roster. That's Oof, uh, that's insane. I mean, that like sometimes wide receivers get more running running you know rushing yards than that on like one run. He had yeah, rushing yards in his whole roster. Um, yeah, I, his roster is beer mile worthy, but. He's he's you know he's accumulated. Managed to get the dubs. He's gotten three wins early on, and so he's I think safe from the bear mile at this point. Like we said, no chance JT gets three wins, so he's he's safe at this point. Uh, his three wins are versus JT, who scored fifty nine points that week, Chip, <laughs> who scored one hundred and nine points, and Drew, who scored one hundred and six points. So low nice. scoring, you know, low scoring wins, but he's gotten the wins. Last, or I guess, so the last person who's who's in the buns category, suck ass. Uh, he's gonna be a little a little bit uh, contentious because he has a winning record, but it's simply because of the trade that he made. Drew seventh place, four and three, one hundred and twenty two point eight points per game. I I think he literally dropped two categories. He went from legit contender to suck ass in one <laughs> like just one trade, absolutely, and it was just a full on panic trade. It made absolutely no sense to me when he did it, but I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll uh, he'll end yeah. up in the playoffs. Maybe he'll be okay. I, I don't know. It still just baffles me. And we talked earlier about his weapons. He still has Jalen Hurts, still has Ceedee Lamb, still has Christian McCaffrey, uh, Raheem Mostert's now the number one back in Miami. He's got Darren Waller, although he's been hurt a lot of the season. So he's got some guys. It's just a matter of like if he keeps them around um, or or sells them. Uh, he actually leads the league in rushing yards per game with 220.8 rushing yards per game. Uh, and that, he typically started three running backs. He started Cook, McCaffrey, um, ETN, um, and also had Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurts, who also get rushing yards. So he had a ton of guys who were running the ball. But, like, you know, there's some talk about good backfields, you know, whether it's Chip's three-headed monster, whether, whether it's Sam's guys, whether it's Brody's guys. But Drew leads the league in rushing, even though most of those guys are no longer on his team. Um, he also last note on Drew. Maybe some of the reason that he is four and three. He has the fewest points scored against him this season. Uh, opponents one hundred and four point three points per game against him, uh, which it would be an all time league record if he keeps that pace up. The record was set by me actually in twenty seventeen. Uh, I only had 109, 109 opponent points per game against me. Your team was good that year. Was that the year? Because that was the year. I won. Wasn't it me, you, and yeah. Sam were like the top teams or something? No, so that you, me, and Sam were the top teams. Oh, that was BT. Sam won. Yeah, that, that was, was the BT. BT yeah. Um, but you, you did, you won in 2017, didn't you? you yeah, because yeah. you 2017 too, I won. So I went, I think I was like the three seed that year, and I don't remember what I ended up doing, but I think I lost like first round or something. I, I basically snuck into the playoffs and, and, then, and then lost. Uh, but so that's, that's it for the, that's it for the full, you know, onions, buns, suck-ass category. Now, there is someone who I think has their foot in both camps of of the suck-asses and that could make some noise, and that's Mason. Mason is is half buns, half <laughs> make some noise. Because Mason's so great is his own category. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't know where to put him. I was, like, doing this whole thing, and then I looked at his projected points. He's projected for, like, 130 this week. And I was like, what the yeah. hell? I can't have a suck-ass team who's projected for, like, 130. And... Yeah. He like his team is dangerous. Like they look dangerous on paper, but I mean he's in ninth place. He's three and four. Barely got the win this week. One hundred and nine point seven points per game. That's fewer points than Ross. 
So yeah. like he is lower lower in points than Ross, even though he's three and four. Um, and he you know he had four losses in a row before snapping it this week again. Congrats, Mason, on the hundredth win, big one. Um, he he's got some he's had some weird things going on. Like he's had injuries. Alvin Kamara, um, DeAndre Swift uh, was hurt, and then now he traded for Alvin Ross St. Brown, and then he was hurt for a lot of times. So like he's dealt with injuries. Uh, he also has the fewest points in the league from his defenses. He's averaging 5.6 defensive points per game. So that's that's hurting him for sure. Uh, Justin Herbert has been, like, you know, not that good, actually. Justin Herbert averaging only 17.3 points per game over the last five weeks, which, like, coincides with Mason's losing streak. It's tough to win when you're relying on a quarterback like Herbert. Like, he's supposed yeah. to be the guy who's only putting up 17 a week. But that's just not, not going to get the job done. But like we talked about, he made a move this last week, gave up a second rounder in Juju for Chris Godwin and Mike Williams. And again, the injury bug is relentless with Mason because as soon as Mason made that trade, Mike Williams, high ankle sprain. <laughs> they're, not, they're not sure when he's coming back. I think he's probably going to miss weeks, it. not days is literally what it says on there. Yeah, like Mike Williams, as soon as he made that trade. I mean, it was not an hour after he made that trade. <laughs> Mike Williams fucking sprained his ankle, but I guess that's the uh, that's the the risk of trading mid game. Um, but again, if you just look, it's like so all of that points to his team being bad. But at the end of the day, like he's still got guys, he's still got dudes on his team. He's got Nick Chubb, he's got Alvin Kamara, um, he's got Justin Herbert. He now has Mike Williams when healthy, and he's got you know he's got Amonara St. Brown. He's got guys that like could make some noise if he gets into the playoffs. But he's been bad so far, so we'll yeah. see. We'll see how he goes. Maybe this win will get him over the hump, snap the losing streak. The mojo's back. question mark. The yeah. question mark of the league. The, the the mojo's back in the clubhouse. Maybe he gets the job done. So he uh, he he's kind of a foot in both camps for me. That's Mason. So that wraps up the buns category. Moose starts to move into the could make some noise, aka the Tony Romo, and I don't know Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I'm going to start off with who up until this week or maybe the week before would have been definitely in the, in the buns category, but Dakota eighth place, four and three, 113 points per game, but went from easily the most fraudulent team in the league um, to a team that could maybe, you know, make some things happen. They could make some noise after he gave up a second and a third round for Debo Samuel and Dalvin cook. I'm kind of interested in your take on this because he he you know he was a fraud team he was he was four and two sitting at third in the league absolute fraud team but then decided he's like you know what like my team isn't good but like I can make them good and I already yeah. have a record so then he went and just went out and got Debo Samuel and Dalvin Cook and like now his team is actually okay. Uh, yeah, he, his team actually like taking a look. I think his receivers, man. I'm big on receivers. His receivers kind of fucking stink, man. Yeah, his receiving core is definitely inconsistent. That's a note I had. Michael Pittman, Drake London, uh, TJ Hawkinson have been like all over the map. He TJ Hawkinson won't be on his roster right now because he and I just did one of those one week, you know, kind of bullshit trade deals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he has TJ Hawkinson. Um, and but like adding Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, I think, will oh. be like the consistent guy in that in that receiving core. Yeah, I mean, I think you take you yeah. look at his his three main guys. I mean, you have Patrick Mahomes, that dude, him and Josh Allen. Like, if you have either one of those, like, you never know when they're going to score you forty plus points. Yeah, and like actually win you a game, so that's huge. Um, 
his receivers stink. I mean, you can't really be mad with Debo. His running backs are really good. I mean, you guys know how I feel about King Henry. I love Derrick Henry. Um, can't be mad with Dalvin Cook. But I just think he's so lacking. Like, if you look when people really explode, and somebody fact-check me on this, but in my personal opinion, what, like, comes to mind, like, when you see those teams who really explode, like, throw up those points, I feel like a lot of the times it comes from, like, your quarterback exploding and then, like, your receivers. Like, I feel like receivers just go absolutely nuclear, which running backs can too, but I feel like every time, like, I'm actually scared of a team. They have a good running back that they picked up in the draft, stacked on receivers, and then they've picked up like a running back somewhere along the way that ends up blowing up. So I'm I'm curious to see. I think like he did make his team a lot better. Um, but like at first glance, I do think like having like shit receivers like that may come back and like haunt him a bit. Yeah, his his ceiling is definitely a little bit lower because of that. But like again, he's gonna go as far as Patrick Mahomes can take him. Like Patrick yeah. Mahomes can make up for receivers not going off because Patrick Mahomes could drop fifty in any given night. Like you just don't. Yeah. Know. Um, I mean, look at this guy's scores. Listen to Patty Mahomes scores: forty-four, twenty-one, which is normal. Nineteen, two off weeks. Twenty-nine, thirty-eight, twenty-three, thirty-two. So I mean, he's consistently like his yeah. bad games. He's scoring you in the low twenties, like Brody with Lamar. Like Lamar's throwing up fifteen, seventeen points for Brody, or he's throwing up forty-five. But like that seventeen hurts. Like right, right. So yeah, that's that's he's got a solid. He's. He's pretty solid now. It's just, yeah, those wide receivers are definitely inconsistent. Like, and we'll see what Michael Pittman does with like Sam Ellinger throwing the ball in, in Indianapolis now. Like, I don't know. So we'll we'll see what happens. But his team went from like definitely fraudulent, definitely buns, to being like, maybe they're okay. Like maybe they can make some noise. But I mean, if you look at it too, Pittman's had a few like pretty big games. He has a week with 27. His, he's so up and down, though, 27, 0, 15, 6, 10, 26, 9. So it's like if he catches a 26 game um, on the same night that Mahomes, you know, drops 35, 40 points, then, I mean, you're in contention of having a really high score. Yeah, and that's all you need, right? Like, you just need that high ceiling so that you can go off and beat somebody in the playoffs. Um, and that's, that's what he's got. Uh, next... Uh, he's going to be mad at me for not having him in the legit contender category, but Chip sitting at, sitting at sixth place, uh, four and three, 122.99 points per game. So we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt, call him 123 points per game. Uh, but the thing is, we don't even need to recap it because, uh, you know, Chip never thinks about the past. He doesn't care about the past. So we don't even need to talk about it, I don't think. <laughs> and I think that's actually perfectly fair. Moving on. <laughs> Oh my God. Don't worry. Chip, we'll give you some love. We'll give you some love. Well, I mean, arguably the best backfield in the league. Kenneth Walker, the third has now come on. He's like the dude in Seattle. Now, um, now that Rashad Penny got hurt. Um, he's got Saquon Barkley. He's got, um, fucking who, Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, he had 375 rushing yards last week against Brody. So like uh, his dudes went off. I mean, they, they went, they went crazy. Um, the, the issue is more just like when you're relying on running backs, like there is that injury bug that can bite you. Yeah. And he's not particularly deep at running back. And he actually, I don't even know if he has a backup running back behind those three. Now that Cam Akers is like non-existent. Like, I don't know what happened to Cam Akers, but he's not fucking playing. <laughs> so that, that is, that's, that's one area where things could go south for him. 
because his wide receivers have been like, I think kind of meh. Um, he, he, he loves to brag about his tight ends, his trio of tight ends. Um, he's got Higby. He's got Taysom Hill. He's got uh, Dalton Schultz. But, like, at the end of the day, they're still, like, none of them. Like, you got to start the right one. Like, it's just about yeah. which one you score. Yeah, it's like Taysom Hill's either. Like, he was going off, like, in the group chat about, like, I have Taysom Hill who literally gets eight snaps at quarterback. And I, like, looked at his stats and I was like, yeah, he did. But Patrick Fryermuth, literally, who was injured, scored more points than him. Like, yeah, yeah Taysom, he has those weeks that he'll blow up. But it's like, how often is that going to happen? Are you going to start him? Yeah, the one thing that he can sit on, Kyler Murray, and I don't know if this is used as a good thing or a bad thing, Kyler Murray has not been like Kyler Murray yet. Uh, he's like last five weeks, Kyler Murray averaging 18 and a half points per game. That's like pretty pedestrian for as far as quarterbacks go, as far as Kyler Murray goes. Uh, and like we talked about earlier, uh, he's relying on his defense a ton. The Cowboys, the Cowboys defense, he, his Chips defensive scoring leads the league 17.4 defensive points per game. That is insane, and I just think yeah, that's maybe it continues, but that's like you know Seattle, you know that's like Seahawks level level from like 2013 uh, yeah. type of stats. So I don't know if that if that you know keeps up or not, but 17.4 points per game from the defense. I imagine there might be some regression there. That some of those holes, some of those question marks are why I don't have him legit contenders category. But he's got a great backfield. I can give him that. He can hang. Dude, his head what do you think about JT, dude? Like, he, like, loves to go off about Jonathan Taylor. He loves to go off about JT. Like, yeah, JT went absolutely ballistic last year. But, I mean, can we? Are we at the point where we're like, I feel like he is. I mean, I would argue that he's, like, on Najee level of being like, eh? <laughs> like, everybody says, like, I fumbled shit. Trade, Chip traded for this man, like, a first round, like, or whatever he traded. And it's like, I mean. You're also trying to flip him for his name. So as much as you want to talk about, oh, my trio, this, that, it's like, I mean, is JT, like, when do we make that? There's still a lot of season, we said, but is JT, like, can you be that excited about JT right now? Uh, I think you're, if you own JT, you are optimistic because he's coming back from injury, but you're nervous because he hasn't been great. And because the Colts have like almost consistently this season operated with like a negative game script. I mean, they've been coming, trying to come from behind like all season long and that, and their pass catching back, I think is Naheem Hines, not Jonathan Taylor. So like that eats into his, that eats into his touches. Now Sam Ellinger's the quarterback. So I imagine they'll run the ball more, but like that's going to just bring even more focus onto the running game because you know, you, you have Sam Ellinger throwing the ball. Like it's not, the Colts is it's not a great situation for your running back to be in, but I mean he is still JT. They do still have a good offensive line. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening, but like I would be if I were if I were him, I would be you know hopeful, but at the same time I'd be a little bit nervous. About- dude, and granted JT was hurt for a sec, but like, dude, he's having like the week one the man blew up, scored twenty seven. Every I mean big sexy at that point was probably losing his mind. Then he throws up 7, 12, 3, is hurt for two weeks, and then has a 15. Like, bro, everybody shits so hard on me with Najee. Like, this is, a, like, just as bad, if not worse, besides the one game. Yeah, I think the only saving grace that you can, like, point to is the injury, and you can just say, like, I hope the injury, you know, you're, you're hoping that the that's injury-related, why those why those points are down, and that he's going to be he's gonna be fine going forward. But, I don't know, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. 
Chip's an interesting case. I know he's going to want to be in that legit contender category, but right now I still have him in. Could make some noise. Too many question marks. Too many question marks to put him in the put him in the top the top tier. Uh, next up, myself, Field of Dreams, sitting in the could make some noise. Third place, four and three, 118 points per game. Um, my team is a big. I don't really know what to make of them still. Um, they like I look at them every goddamn day, and I still don't know. What to make of them. <laughs> and like I, I have a lot of like I have a lot of good players. I do not have a lot of like guys. I don't have like dudes yeah. who are gonna go win me games. Jamar Chase has been that guy the last two weeks. So like Jamar Chase finally getting his head, his head out of his ass has been huge for me. Like that, if I'm gonna win, like if I'm gonna win, if I'm gonna like go on a run, it's gonna be Jamar Chase that's, that's carrying me because I mean he is an absolute monster. Um, but other than him, I don't really have any star power. I also though don't really have a lot of holes. Like I have a lot of running back depth. I have a lot of wide receiver depth. Um, like that. That's where I I have you know guys who can start when called upon any given any given day. Like I think there are like five. I've started five different running backs and five different wide receivers. Like all of whom that I drafted. So it's not even like yeah. um, not even like I'm needing to go like scrounge the waiver wire or get trades or anything like that. So I do have some depth, which is helping me in like these bye weeks and injuries and stuff like that. Um, some holes, my two biggest holes are definitely uh, quarterback and tight end. Derek Carr has been like very average this season. Uh, Gerald, I mean, tight end, everyone's tight end is fucking who knows what to do with them. Like besides yeah. Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey, yeah. no one knows what the fuck to do with tight ends. So Gerald Everett has been good. Like he's been fine. Um, not great, but tight end's been okay. So basically like I, I have in my note kind of as, as the team is built right now, as my team is built right now, no real shot at winning a Super Bowl. But like, if I were going to go, if I decide to like go for it, I decide to make a move, get a quarterback, get a tight end um, that can, you know, be a little bit more consistent. Then there is, there is some upside there because the baseline is there. Like the, the, it's a, I'm a low floor type of team, but the ceiling's not quite there yet. I have to make a move to kind of expand that ceiling. And that's where the could make some noise pops in. It just depends on if if I make the move or not. Fair. Um, so right now it's just been like I'm four and three. I mean, it's been I've put up back to back second highest scores in the league week six and seven. Like I was, I think were you the high score? Oh, no, who was the high score last week? It, I know it was Chip this past week, but then the week before, I don't know who was high score. But I was, I know I was second, second highest score in both of those weeks again. So like that, that's what that's what my team can do. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, putting it together and being being consistent. Yeah. Uh, last, last person in the could make some noise category. And this person, they were a legit contender before the injury. But Sam, I know he's in second place. I know he's five and two, 124.6 points per game. But the Brees Hall injury just really cripples the strength of his team, which was his running backs. Uh, I mean, he had... He had Leonard Fournette, who was playing out of his mind. Brees Hall, who was just going fucking crazy. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. I mean, now Christian McCaffrey's there, so Jeff Wilson Jr. is not not really shit in, in San Francisco anymore. Um, <laughs> but like he was there. Daryl Henderson was, is a name. Like he's there. I, I looked at his points. He hasn't really put up great points this year, but like he's wow. still starting running back in in the Rams. So like Chip had or uh, Sam had depth and like star power in his backfield. And then the Brees Hall injury just kind of fucks him, um, and the and the Christian McCaffrey trade. So yeah. that's a that's a tough break for him. That's what downgrades him for me from legit contender to could make some noise. Uh, he's still good. I mean, he still has Devonte Adams. He still has Devonta Smith. 
Um, both good wide receivers, but not a lot of depth there. Like his next wide receiver, I think is like Allen Robinson who fucking blows as, yeah. as you know, cause you traded him. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> did I fumble that one boys? I did. I'll wear it. Um, but like that, I mean, that's where, that's what we're talking about where it was so surprising. And we can't talk about Sam without talking about the Justin Jefferson trade, because like he, you look at this team, you throw Justin Jefferson on this team, so Allen Robinson, like even with the Brees Hall injury, they're still a contender. Still, yeah, it's still a big contender. And he dished him, and I get like I get that it's a win-win. Like I totally get that. You got what you wanted. Sam loaded up for the future. Like he and he was still competitive for a long time. But like eventually something like this was gonna happen. And like he I think Sam still would have been a competitor with Justin Jefferson in that lineup. And now I cannot say that he would still be a legit contender without Justin well, Jefferson. I think the thing with Sam and, and the Justin Jefferson thing is Sam got so wrapped up in Justin Jefferson's keeper value and trying to get keeper value, something for the keeper value, yeah. uh, that he almost, in a sense, panic panic sold. Where right now, like for instance, I have a few guys with insane keeper value, but I would rather let that keeper value die. Right. Like if I can get a dude for them, I put it in the trade block. If I can get a dude, I'll work with you like – I'll trade them. You can get their keeper value, but I'm not just going to get like try and get something for their keeper value. I'd still rather win games and like yeah. have that security uh, than get something like just so I can get their something for their keeper value. And I think he got a little too wrapped up in that keeper value. Yeah. So that, I mean, I mean, he's that obviously one of the biggest moves of the season. And that like has set your team up to be a legit contender and it's set his team up to, you know, be one injury away from not being a legit contender anymore. And like, that was, he, you know, he knew when he was doing it, that he was putting kind of a ceiling on his, the potential of his team. Um, and, and this is, this is where we are. So that's why, even though he's in second place, even though he has five wins, still putting him, still putting him in the, in the could make some noise category tier two. Um, but that's all my tier two teams, which means there's kind of a surprise team in the legit contender besides you and Brody. And it's Kyle Brumbaugh. Kyle, the the fighting jiffies, <laughs> four and three, 133 points per game, second most points in the league. Um, I mean, I know we talked about scoring's been down this year. No one has a thousand points yet. So, but all these teams in the legit contenders category have over 900 points scored. Uh, and this is despite, I mean, he had, like we talked about, he started Matt Stafford for like three or four weeks and that dude fucking yeah. sucks. So. <laughs> He, he dealt with just Matt Stafford being absolute asshole. He dealt with David Montgomery got hurt for like a week or two. Uh, he traded for DeAndre Hopkins when DeAndre Hopkins was suspended. Um, but like now DeAndre Hopkins is back. He threw up 20 last week. Um, he has like a quarterback with a pulse. I think he's got Tua, although, you know, Tua's <laughs> brains could start leaking out of his ear. At any, fucking- at any moment, you never know what's going to happen. And I really hope he stays healthy for Waddle. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's the thing. You got to be a little bit worried with Tua, but like Tua's been good, and there are there are quarterbacks that you can pick up that that you know that should yeah. be able to get you somewhere in that twenty points a game range. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he's got to probably have the best receiving core in the league. Uh, I mean, he's got he's got absolute dudes. He's got um, well, you throw you even think about like Mark Andrews um, yeah. as the tight end, and then you go Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, those guys are very very good. 
Yeah. And then you throw in, then you throw in, I mean, his bench even. I mean, Jacoby Myers and Michael Gallup, like those are good bench receivers too. Yeah. So if one of those guys, like it's not the end of the, I mean, it's a huge hit if one of those guys gets injured, but you at least have a replacement there. Yeah, yeah. So he's got guys there. His biggest weakness is, look, what you just said with wide receivers, he does not have that with running backs because his running backs are Ramondre Stevenson, David Montgomery, who are both, you know, they're both serviceable. They're both decent. Um, but like if one of them goes down or one of them, you know, stops getting carries or something like that, like Chase Edmonds is not the guy in Miami anymore. And, and that's, and that's the, his guy on his bench. I mean, Chase Edmonds, his last three weeks have been, he's had one attempt for one yard, two attempts for three yards, seven attempts for 17 yards. So like Ooh. Chase Edmonds, Chase Edmonds, not the guy in Miami anymore. And that's Kyle's running back three. So like uh-huh. there's absolutely no running back depth there. Um, maybe he can work something out of the waiver wire. Maybe he can work a trade. I don't know what, but like that is his biggest weakness, you know, the rest of the season. But I mean, Kyle just going over some numbers. He leads the league with receiving yards per game, 333 receiving yards per game, um, which is a ton, but still way short of JT's record. JT's 2014 record, 415.8 receiving yards per game. Holy shit. I I forgot to go back and look up who exactly was on that team, but I think it was, there was Odell Beckham. It was, he had Gronk. He had Des Bryant. And then I don't remember who his third wide receiver was, but he had, I mean, 415 receiving yards per game is just insane. Yeah. And that's what what JT was working with uh, in 2014. So Kyle, Kyle, great receiving core, 333, 383 yards per game. Doesn't touch JT from 2014. Uh, I will say, Jay Shu, you'll appreciate this. The week that Kyle fucking beat you, 521 receiving yards in week two. That's so <laughs> Dude, my only loss of the season comes that week with 170 points, which is so <laughs> absurd. Yeah, so, I mean, Kyle, has, when you want to talk about upside, Kyle has as high of upside as anybody in this league. I mean, he's got the highest yeah. score, single week score in the league. Um, you know, he's got upside. He just doesn't like his team isn't as deep as yours and Brody's, which is why I have him at number three in the yeah. uh, in these power rankings. Uh, number two, uh, and this is just in order of, of place, so don't read too much into who I put here or wherever. But Brody, fourth place, he's only four and three, but one hundred and forty point four points per game, most points in the league, yeah, most uh, points in the league by quite like a because when people argue points, it's usually like there's a, there's a certain like. A, disparity of points that don't really matter too much Brody I would say like his points compared to everyone else not even counting the few weeks which I think bench points everybody gets bench points like Mm -hmm. though you can everyone can kind of shut the fuck up about bench points but he has had a few ginormous weeks where his bench just goes lunatic so for him to be at I mean he's at 90 982 points for the season I mean, Kyle's next behind him at ninth run, so I feel like that kind of difference between points is actually saying yeah. something rather like than people. Seven, it's like a seven and a half point per game difference. Like that's a real. Yeah. That's not yeah. like two point per game difference kind of thing. Like that's a, yeah. that's a real difference in points. Um, and yeah, he he leads the league in touchdowns, five point four touchdowns per game. Uh, and you want to talk about? We've talked about the you know the the argument about who is the best backfield. You know, Chip wants to talk about his three headed monster. We had Sam before Brody's backfield, dude. Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift when he's healthy, 
Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has kind of fallen off lately, but still, those three, I mean, if you go by points per game that they've played, I mean, DeAndre Swift's been hurt, but if you go by points per game, that's RB1, RB2, RB8. Eckler, Josh Jacobs, DeAndre Swift. I mean, that is that is three of the top eight running backs in the league in, in yeah. points per game when they play. So that is like, I mean, that is a great backfield right there. Then, yeah. you, then you're not even talking about Cooper Cup, who's been uh, wide receiver two so far this year. Uh, Travis Kelsey, tight end one this year. Lamar Jackson, QB five. Even his goddamn kicker, Justin Tucker, <laughs> is fucking like one of the top three kickers in the league. Yeah. Like, he is he – is, there are no weak spots on this roster other than yeah. the defense. He kind of – I think he's been kind of uh, picking up defenses every week. I don't know if he's, yeah. he's stuck with one. Um, but Kelsey, dude, he has the best tight end in the goddamn yeah, league. He's he's he is absolutely set at like every position. Uh, and I, I mean, really though, it's just at the end of the day, the biggest adversary that Brody has to face is his own brain. I mean, it is, it is <laughs> self proclaimed woke, dude. Self proclaimed woke. He's, I mean, the woke. I mean, he's just at the end of the day, he's he's still Brody. Lions are gonna lions. Brody's gonna Brody. I don't know. <laughs> Can you can't really trust him until you see him do it? And yep. so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, and is, he has so many weapons. Like he is going to have to make that choice of which guy to start. So that that is the biggest weak spot on Brody's team is just his own history and his and his and his own mind. So that that is what that's what I look at his because really there are no there are no true weak spots to, to nitpick on yeah. Brody's team. It is an absolutely loaded team. And then Who's literally going to just fall right back to the shadow realm next year? Like this guy, like better win. Like he actually better win because he is going to be non-existent next year. Like he's going to be a beer miler. I mean, he he has basically mortgaged two seasons to get this season. I mean, he sold <laughs> off last season and he sold off next season. So like he yeah. is, he is an absolute like must win this year mindset. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that brings us to last but not least. First place in the league, the fighting shish kebabs. The revenge tour. The revenge tour. Six and one, 130.6 points per game. Uh, and one of the things I want to talk about is, and you talked about a little bit, maybe it's because you have been not as active in the chat in terms of talking shit while well, you kind of let Chip and Brody uh, hop in there. But slightly under the radar that your team is still first place, six and one. Like really good. I know Brody's team gets a ton of the headlines because of the flashy numbers they put up, but your team has just been like solid. I mean, like Brody, there are no weak spots in your lineup. Maybe tight end, which is just a weak spot on again everyone's lineup who doesn't have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey. So yeah. like that's the only the only thing you can talk about. Defense is good. Kicker is good. I mean, you've got Najee Harris hasn't been what you wanted him to be, but Damian Pierce has like kind of become the guy, which is which is huge for you. Josh Allen is like you're gonna go where Josh Allen takes you. I mean that man is a fucking yeah. monster. He yeah. I mean, he puts up Patrick Mahomes like numbers. I mean he, there's there's only a couple guys who can do it. He's one of them. It's nasty. Um, you lead the league with 330.4 passing yards per game, which includes a game from Trevor Lawrence, um, which is actually pretty close behind the record set by Dakota 2013 with Peyton Manning 338.7 passing yards per game and uh you're not that far behind that one so um, here's so the thing with the bobs go yeah, ahead no I'll let, I'll let you talk about your own team i mean you, you have the insight here's the thing with the bobs and a lot of 
I mean, I'm not going to sit on here and say my strategy because there is a reason of my mindset in fantasy football and the reason why I'm good every year. Um, and I think that strategy is going to continue to play out. Uh, I think you hit it like best on the head. I think one, I had so many picks going into the year where I do have a lot of depth. I haven't thrown up the flashiest numbers in the one week that I did throw up a massive number. I took an L, right? Where Kyle put up the top 10 record breaking points. But if you look at, and this is kind of the argument that I was saying one day in the chat and then Brody said to suck his dick from the back or something, <laughs> but, or he was like saying how stupid it was. But if you look at every week, pretty much every week, uh, I'm beating more than half the league, at least half the league or more than half the league. So I would say I have one of the most consistent teams uh, that I'm constantly beating the majority of people. Yeah, could I get caught? I've proven that my team can throw up um, a big amount of points. I had the week with 170. Unfortunately, lost that. But other than that one week, I've been pretty steady. And at least, like, I've had some low num- like some low weeks. But as you said, like, there's been low weeks across the year with low scoring. And I've beat almost half of the league or at least half of the league um, every single week. Uh, so I think consistency is going to be my best friend if I can keep that up. Uh, I think the thing that ruins people is getting caught on super low weeks in the playoffs. It's happened to me multiple times with some of those high ceiling guys. Um, so as long as the boys can just keep throwing up the points that that they need to throw up, I can keep staying at that kind of like top of the half of the of the league every week. I think I'm going to be good, and I actually don't have anything to worry about. And I think one of the reasons that every that I have fallen under the radar a little bit is um, because I mean, everybody wants to make up this narrative that I fumbled my draft. Uh, the Which I mean, I'll leave that to you. Did I fumble my draft? If I'm in first and third in points, I had a lot of picks. You're not going to pick all of them, right? I've had some injuries. Uh, did I, I can't say I have yet. No, I mean, I think, I think the fumbled draft line is great. And I mean, it's like, it's just been a fun, like a, a fun narrative throughout the season. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, your team is six and one, no one else is six and one. I mean, you, you are the front runner right now. I, in my opinion, to win the regular season title, I mean, you're, you're a game up on Sam, but we just talked about Sam's injury issues. And then you're two games up on everyone else, including Brody, which means for Brody to catch you and win the tiebreaker, he's got to win two more games than you. Like he, he basically has to run the table and hope you lose twice the rest of the season. And I mean, we'll see if that happens or not. It's not impossible, but like you put yourself in the best position right now to win I mean, that regular season title and get the one seed. And I mean, at the end of the day, let's be real. Like Brody had a lot of picks, but if we're talking about fumbling the draft and like what happened with the draft, like I've made one trade this year. I made a bad pick with Allen Robinson. I mean, debatable with Najee. Hopefully Najee can turn it around. It's not looking too bright right now, but he's still doing enough to get me by, right? Like, no, is he, was there a few other choices that I should have picked? Sure, but I was in the position. I'm in first place. I'm third in points, and I haven't had to trade a massive amount of picks to get my team stacked. Like, yeah, I did the Justin Jefferson trade. He'll be my keeper, and I'm in a great spot. And it turned out to be a great trade on my end. Um, so, I mean, I'm not disappointed. I love my team. I think we're good. I, do I love it as much as BTE? Maybe not. That was the best lineup to ever be assembled, but do I think I still have a great team and win it all a thousand percent? And I think I would say, uh, I'm the most consistent team and that's what I like to see. Yeah. 
So I guess after I go through all that, then I listed off. We talked about every team. Any gripes with my with my buckets? I've got legit contenders. You, Brody, Kyle could make some noise. Sam, me, Chip, Dakota, Mason half half could make some noise. Half buns, and then buns. We got JT Ross, Vince, Drew. So I don't any gripes with any of those any of those placements? Anyone you think should be higher should be lower? Uh, no, I think they're good. I would say I think yeah, I would say Kyle and Brody. Aside from myself, I think those are um, two of the teams that I'm most scared of. Uh, I think yeah, Mason. I think you're a good. You had a good point with him being the dark horse. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, to be real, one, there's still a ton of season left. So who knows who's going to get injured? I saw the first major injury with Javante Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we are, we're starting to see a few more come through. It's the NFL. There's going to be more injuries that absolutely fuck people. Like that's yeah. inevitable. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens with that. And we'll see like the whole depth thing. Like some people have depth, some people don't. Um, eight teams making the playoffs, and when that, when we get to that point, who knows what? Could, who knows what can happen? Yeah. All um, it takes one week. Yeah, all it takes is one week. And like I said, I'm just happy to see that. I would say uh, that I'm the most consistent team across the board every week. And some people will say, "Shut the fuck up." This, that, uh, yell into the chat. But I haven't, I haven't got caught on a super low week yet. So. We'll see what happens. Knock on wood. Hopefully that doesn't. And uh, I'm the best fucking team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that brings me to some midseason awards. So I've got, what, one, two, three, four, five, six midseason awards to give out this this season. <laughs> so uh, we'll, give, we'll, we'll give, we'll start with uh, award number one, the Overkill Award. And the Overkill Award is going to Brody Kahn because this man – will stop at nothing to win a Super Bowl. And and that means trading a second round pick for the last dude on his bench, he will fucking do it. Like he'll mortgage every ounce of his future that he can to make sure he's he would trade for the fifteen best players in the league if he could. And he's he's trying to leave nothing to chance. But the beauty of fantasy football is that everything's still left up to chance at the end. So we'll see what happens. Everything's left up to chance actually. <laughs> Um, number two, I, I'll save, I guess this, this isn't that big of a surprise. So manager of the year award so far, I kind of give it half and half and I've given, and there's two reasons on this and I'm giving it to you and Brody. And here's why Brody gets it for just the moves he's made this season. Like he is absolutely going for it. He has assembled one of the best teams that we've seen in a long time. He's, he's put together a great, a great team. And he is like, I mean, you know, he's putting his balls on the table. He's saying, look, this is what I got. Like I'm fucking, I'm trading everything I can trade. And I'm getting the, my team together, um, and I think there's something that you got to you know respect respect about that. On the other hand, you've done it a little bit the opposite way, where you made a big trade early on, but since then it's been a little quieter. You've mostly stuck with the guys you picked, and I think there's something to be said for just like at the end of the day, maybe not fumbling the draft. Like you you know you still you had those picks, and 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 your team is is pretty fucking good. And right now you're in the best position to go win the regular season. And I mean, we talk about how random the playoffs is, but the regular season is not that random. And you know, you go and you, you go out and you win 11, 12 regular season games, you win the money. I mean, that's 400 bucks coming your way that you can't lose on one off week in the playoffs. So like that's, there's something to be said for winning the regular season. Um, Then the next awards, uh, busiest beaver award. (laughs) That's that's going to JT because (laughs) 42 roster moves, 
he's working everybody so hard. He is absolutely scrapping and clawing to try to make this team respectable, and I gotta respect it. The spreadsheet we already talked about, one of the funniest things I've seen. Just in all time, the dude will not be denied. He is trying so hard. Business beaver in the league. This guy never sleeps. <laughs> and he better be training. He better stay busy and be training because he is running the beer mile. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he, he better get busier because he needs he needs a win fast. Like he needs he needs a I, win very I will fast. say I would love to see some shit happen where the script just flips and big sexy runs a beer mile, man. Because it's fun as much competitive. I just wanted to come down on like the last week or something. Like I don't want it to be yeah. just over by week ten or whatever, like it's been the last few years. Yeah. Um all right. Next award, the cheap ass award. Goes to Dakota Simon has not spent a dollar of his waiver money this year. <laughs> is he even in the league anymore, dude? This dude like is never around. He has made two roster moves and has not spent a dollar of waiver money. So I mean, he either is just not paying attention to the waiver wire or just is holding on to his cash. I mean, he's he is uh, saving up for something big. But unfortunately, you can't take them to next season. So, got to got to spend them or lose them. Finally, actually, two more awards: Chief Technology Officer Award. That's to be Mr. Vincent Hanks. The CTO, baby. CEO of the league, Vince Hanks, putting together the Discord, producing the podcast every week. Vince, yeah. appreciate it. Got to give us huge. Which, as much as I talk, like that is actually huge. Um, I'm just here to talk shit. Literally, I thought the podcast thing was going to be easy and was just like, I'm going to make a podcast recorder. Vinny is in the background doing the shit, so shout out to him. Yeah, so Vince, CTO Award Chief Technology Officer. That's you. You earned it. Um, final award, the Gallagher Award. <laughs> Chip Bouchard <laughs> loves fucking throwing watermelons. <laughs> Smashing watermelons and throwing watermelons. Chip Bouchard Gallagher Award. Winner. That's the final award of the final midseason award of the year. Earned it at the draft party. One of the funnier moments. Funny, actually, funnier still. He didn't remember when we brought it up on the first pot. <laughs> I know he was shook, dude. I should have told him. I literally like should have gave him the heads up. Uh, but I thought it was going to be funny, and then I realized like when I do things, I don't remember. I get scaries, and like you could just instantly see the scaries hit. <laughs> it was like, oh no. <laughs> Oh, man. So, shout out, Chip. Gallagher Award is yours. That's it for the midseason awards. Um, I'm going to hit, before we do predictions for the rest of the year, I think it's, we hit on some games to watch the rest of the way. And this is where we can talk about next week a little bit. So, I'll throw out, um, I'm going to throw out some some matchups, um, not including next week, but week nine. So, in two weeks from now, we got you versus Sam. Uh, that's That's the top two teams in the standings. Uh, if Sam wants a chance of winning the regular season, he's he's got to win that game. He's got to find a way to turn turn it around and make up for that injury quickly. Um, so that's going to be a big one. Um, also week nine, uh, Ross versus Vince. Uh, potentially has some beer mile implications, depending on if uh, if JT can get his shit together. Because <laughs> Ross is going to need some wins, maybe. Uh, Vince should be safe, but but you know you don't you never want to lose to Ross if you're Vince. And, and maybe Vince sneaks into the playoffs. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Skipping ahead, week 12. There's a bunch of big ones week 12. Uh, three big games week 12. One of them, Jay Shu versus Chip. Big time shit talk matchup. That's going to be a great shit talk matchup. Uh, you versus Chip. 
you know, we'll see who, if who's, who's still, that's week 12. we got a, you know, long ways away, but, um, could be some big, some big implications there for the playoffs and a lot of bragging rights on the, on the line because Chip thinks his team is very good. He's going to feel disrespected by this pod. Uh, he's out to prove his <laughs> So we'll see, we'll see what happens. He's um, so hurt about the pod, bro. Literally so hurt. Trash. <laughs> Uh, week 12 also, uh, me versus Kyle might decide who wins Division 2. Uh, right now, I'm leading Division 2 because I have a 3-0 Division 2 record, and I beat Kyle by like less than a point in Week 1. But Kyle has more points than I do, probably has a better team than I do. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I've could. i I've, I've already played um, Brody. I've already played you. I've already played Sam. And I've already played Kyle once. So, like, the rest of my – like, I, I have not – and I played Chip, so, like, the rest of my schedule is a lot of people in that bottom tier, so I could still rattle off quite a few wins. And then we'll see. Like Kyle's going to need to, I think, maybe beat me week twelve to decide who wins division two. Uh, and then similarly, division or division three, also week twelve, Sam versus Brody. That game could decide who wins division three because uh, Brody, like I said, has more points, but Sam's got the better record right now, and I think I think Sam has the better division record as well. Um, let me take a look at that. And they're both two and one in division. They're both two and one in division, but like, I think they both are going to think they need that game and whoever wins that game will have a leg up. Cause they'll be, you know, they'll get it. That's another division win. So I think that can yeah. decide who wins, who wins division three. Um, and then week 14, Kyle and Brody, that's rivalry week uh, and battle of two legit contenders. I mean, that, that could determine some seating that could determine um, a lot of things going into the playoffs, Kyle versus Brody week 14. But then, Bringing us to next week, and this is where I'll let you chime in. We've got two of the absolute biggest games of the season this week. And the first and foremost, you know, we'll talk about it. You versus Brody, the two top two teams in the league, I think. Um, yeah. You know, number, number best record versus most overall points. Uh, the thing is, you do luck out a little bit because Brody's got Eckler on by. He's got Travis Kelsey on by. And he's got Keenan Allen, who's been injured, but also on by. So he's missing. He's missing some pieces. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not mad about it. Strength. You're not facing the full strength periods, but you are facing. You know, it's still Brody. Like we talked about, he's got depth. He's got. He's got teams. It's the top two teams in the league, so it's a big one. Yeah, and I think the funny thing is, is everybody always talks about projections. Um, I am getting pretty lucky with his lineup. He has the people on by, and I mean, I'm projected 140. Can't be mad about that. Uh, no. Hopefully, the boys pull through. Um, so with it being a high projection week uh, against, you know, one of his weeks that are going to suck a little bit for him or he has to, you know, try and figure out. But you never know what happens. Um, so, yeah, hopefully good to have it'll be good to have my boy Josh Allen and JJ back. Uh, it'll be good to have the boys, the normal lineup. When I have my full lineup in, I'm projected 140, um, which no one is really close to that uh, besides Kyle. Which Kyle does Loki have a wagon? Um, so yeah, stoked on the matchup. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be a big one. Um, the next one that I want to talk about, week eight, and you know maybe unsung. It's it called the toilet ball. Call it whatever you want, but huge beer mile implications. Ross versus JT, absolute must win for JT. You cannot yeah. fall, cannot fall two games behind Ross and not have the points tiebreaker because Ross has more points. I don't think JT's catching him on points. Um, yeah. So you so if Ross goes two games up on JT, no way JT wins three games without yeah. any. So JT, you know, 
you better start a kicker this week because you bad. Yeah, JT, this is this isn't the week to be fucking around. Uh, yeah, absolutely must win for JT, which might be you know why he is absolutely you know he's scrapping yeah. it, he's <laughs> not the spreadsheet. He's trying to deal. Yeah, his yeah, so that he's uh, he needs this one bad. Do you anything else that you any other matchups this week that you think uh, that you think are, are worth uh, worth mentioning? Uh, no, I think the big ones. Kyle's gonna whip Drew's ass. I would say. Um, I would say the biggest thing. Yeah, I would say JT and Ross is a huge one, and then Brody and I are a huge one. Yeah, I mean. Kind of a must win. Like we talked about Mason's team earlier, you versus Mason. You've climbed the rankings pretty quick here. Uh, Mason is in ninth, so right out of the playoffs. Like we said, still a lot of time to go, but I think uh, it would be a huge win for him. Uh, yeah, and he even morale wise. Which is, which he's projected to beat me, which is like why I like there is still a little spark to his team. Yeah. Um, and we'll see what happens. You know, we'll see if, uh, we'll see if Amara St. Brown plays. I know he's questionable. Um, and we'll see kind of like on my team too, it kind of depends on like if Alan Lazard's healthy, if James Connor's healthy, like who, who I'm then going to end up starting. But right now he's projected to beat me. Um, and he's, he's, he's got a decent, a decent lineup. It's just a matter of if they can put it all together, if they're all together, yeah. they're all healthy. And also, I know we've talked about Chibi. This man's projected 137. So he's, he's, uh, projected to have a big week here. You want to talk about fumbling a draft. This man fumbled into his draft. Literally, what is Saquon in in the running back rankings? Literally, Saquon drops, and I'll never forget draft day. This man talking about how he didn't want Saquon, and he just like was like it was far enough down where he was like, I have to take him. So don't you dare ever say that I fumbled my draft because you legitimately fumbled into your draft. Um, so that's my point there. Uh, I think he's gonna absolutely smoke Dakota, uh, but yeah. Other than that, I think me and Brody, but sucks for Brody. Really good thing for me that uh, he has all those dudes on by. <laughs> but other than that, we have been on the pod for a minute. We said it's a very special episode. Uh, P. Mills, do you have anything to say? Um, I think last thing we should give we should give our, our rest of the year predictions. I'll give we'll, we should give a oh, last. Yeah, I forgot place. about predictions. We should give a last place regular season champion and Super Bowl champion. Right. Let's ride. All right, last place is pretty easy. I think we we know who's going to end up there. I, I know that he, he's the busiest beaver. He's trying hard, but it's JT, man. He's just – things are not looking great for the Troyer Destroyers right now. I'm putting him in last place. Any disagreement from you there, we'll keep it quick. <laughs> no, I would say I think JT is going to be last place. I would love to see a nice little dark horse suck ass of Ross. Um, as much as I do want JT to run the beer mile – and I don't think that we're going to see a year like this for a while from JT again. Um, I think it would be so goddamn funny to see Big Sexy run in a Speedo and a cape and have to chug beers. Dude. It may be the funniest thing I've ever seen. So, things going to be JT, but I hope there's a dark horse with Ross. I hope JT can pull us out, out of his ass at least a couple times. Yep, yep, agreed. Uh, regular season champion, I am going with the Revenge Tour. Shish Kebab Revenge Tour, 6-1. and one. I mean, you're already two games up on Brody, two games up on Kyle, who are thinking the two next best teams. Sam just had a devastating injury. Um, I think, I just think it's going to be tough for anyone to catch you because you'd have to lose a couple games. Now your next two weeks are huge. You play Sam or you play Brody, you play Sam. So 
if you get out of those two weeks unscathed, you're going to be in like a perfect spot to just basically walk to the to the uh, you know to the regular season championship. But I fumbled my draft. I agree. <laughs> regular season champion. I called this last year. My name's the fucking revenge tour. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to be the regular season champ. And going into the next question, uh, I'll let you finish after me. Finish the pod. But I also think uh, Brody Shishkebab Revenge Tour, champions of the Peanut Butter League, uh, and I don't think I'm going to be stopped. We talk about consistency. Brody's getting caught. I think he's the juggernaut. Kyle, uh, we'll see what happens with his squad. But, yeah, I think I'm winning the Super Bowl as well. All right. Well, I uh, my Super Bowl champion pick, I have Brody crossed out. Going with Jay Shear to win it all. <laughs> Come on. They don't let trust the woat until he proves he's no longer the woat. <laughs> I didn't expect this from you, P Mills. Everyone's losing their mind about this, man, and I'm trying to tell him that Brody's going to Brody, the Lions are going to Lion, and if you ever catch me calling myself the woat, kick me out of this fucking league. Oh, man, that was a good one. So that's it. That's the that's the recap. Um, it was a good so, one. So here you have it, boys. You heard it from the man himself. All you people, the commissioner of the league, all you people trying to say that I fumbled the draft. You can't say it yet, and I don't think you're going to be able to say it at all. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We gave you a long one, and I'm sure P. Mills will be sending out the write-ups after. Give it a little bit. This is a long episode. Let people listen to it a few days after the episode is dropped. Yeah, I'll probably I'll send I'll send the write up out because this will probably drop Thursday morning. Um, I'll send the write up out like probably Thursday afternoon, maybe maybe Friday, maybe I'll wait till Friday. All right, well fuck it, you'll get it. See you later.